Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Tomes and Tales RPG. This is where there's cameras here and there and there and here. And there's a there's a bunch of people at the table that are very near and dear to my heart. But um, I think my name's Cody. I'll be your horrible DM. <laughs> and my goal is to make you upset, sad, and hopefully grossed out. That's the idea. I've been watching a lot of, like, you know, reading Cronenberg stuff, so we'll see what happens. Um, for those who don't know who are listening or tuning in for the first episode, this is a 5e, this is our preliminary campaign, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e campaign that uh, is run in our homebrew world with, you know, uh, pulling from things like our Ghostfire Gaming's Grim Hollow and then your normal D&D and then some wacky homebrew stuff because everyone at this table is an absolute fucking sicko. Uh, look at that, cuss in the first 30 seconds, we're on a roll. Um, we'll leave that out in post, but <laughs> um, I think before we like really start, we'll um, probably just go around the table real quick and get everyone's names, not your character stuff, just your name, and if you want to add in a fun fact, feel free, and this is not a thing for me to quickly get water. Sweet. I'm Seb. Hey guys. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen, but I do the YouTube channel where we've made some stuff for the games that'll be coming out. <laughs> and hopefully we'll keep building some more bits and pieces that we can throw down the table and really bring our games and battles to life. Oh man, he said the thing. He said the title in the title. <laughs> um, I am Sky. Um, everyone here knows that. It feels weird saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I guess if we're going to do a fun fact, um, uh, I also DM for uh, Dungeons and Nerdettes. Um, and um, I've been on a very long D&D journey with Cody prior. Um, so happy to be back here and at it again. I'm Liam. Um, yeah, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> that's my special fact, guys. Like, we played D&D together since you came back to the country. So yeah, that's right. I started I'm... D&D in China and then found Cody and now I play D&D in Australia. And yeah. Now I can't get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck. That's me. No, you're stuck in here with me, Jake. <laughs> Uh, my name's Monica. I was dragged in to play D&D actually by my brother um, and my first DM was the lovely Sky. <laughs> my name's Bailey. Um, I do live streams with good old Sky on all caffeine, no talent, a lot of D&D based art. That's, that's the fun fact, isn't it? I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm in your walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's in the walls. He's, He's in, in the goddamn walls. <laughs> Excellent. You know what? That went about as smooth as I thought it could. So I think we're off to a great start. But we are thankful for everyone here and collected about who's in the room right now. Um, originally, it was just meant to be audio, but we've gone video and it's only going to get better as time goes on. So we hope that you at home will enjoy it. Whichever lands on point, that we just gotta get hotter. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's gonna cook in here because we have no air conditioning, but it's gonna be great and fun. So, with all our said and done, we can get into tonight's episode of Tomes and Tales. Welcome to 
Tomes and Tales RPG. Welcome to Miros, a world of great civilizations, landscapes seemingly reserved for those in portraits or history books, and vast oceans that, while beautiful, are known more for the terrors that lie beneath its surface. An assortment of lands all situated amongst the sphere that the denizens of Miros call home. Oceans that at times can feel endless in both expanse and depth, while the continents that mark the face of this sphere are equally as unique. Some mountainous, others rolling fields, but all of them are caught within the shadows of this dark reality. Heading north, you happen upon Velikranos and her sister nation, Helosis, two beautiful lands of trade and progression in the arcano-technological fields. Velikranos being the land of mountains and Helosis being known as the trade hub of the world. Far to the east rests Visal in all of its rolling beauty, large fields of grazing livestock and an expansive export of rare trees known as Ashen Oak. Deep to the west lies Woldenkite. Woldenkite doesn't get spoken of much anymore. A small country now was once, a century ago, a large and prosperous nation. It was said to be the home of the most luscious plant life in all of Miros. Uh, and it was not uncommon to see and hear of druids making pilgrimages there to find one of the many consecrated sites or clerics and healers traveling to stockpile uh, herbs for healing potions and medicines of the like. But something terrible happened and now the shriveled corpse of Waldenkite is all that is left. Life there is harder now, but people have made do with what is left. And between the endless wasteland that is the core of the nation, the outskirts are populated by those still trying to rebuild. The sacred druid sites are few and far between now but they try to rebuild all the same. But our story does not begin in any of these lands. No, in fact, our story today sees us going to Nerishroud, a large continent to the southeast, filled with a multitude of biomes and landscapes. Many a town or village has been erected in the shadow of the bountiful spoils each biome presents for those brave enough to tame it. Incredible yet frightening forests for miles, dense and unforgiving if one doesn't know how to look after themselves for you never know what lurks beyond your sight. These trees can reach upwards of 300 feet and are so large that peering into these woodlands looks more like an optical illusion than it does to most. Looking over the land of Unerishroud, you can see the Schwarzeisen Mountains, a mountainous region that stands far above the trees, hills and valleys that pepper the land's face. If one was to look hard enough or assisted by a telescope or a spyglass, you'd see that the walkways and cavernous entrances uh, that have been made home by the Uneran Wyvern Riders, or Wyvern Riders, depending on what side of the bed you woke up on, otherwise known as the Defenders of the Sky. Of the entire range, there is one peak that stands the tallest. That is the Mountain of Dunathorn, and that is where the Wyvern Riders are known to be posted. On either side of this mountainous range, and in fact all around it, hidden in every corner of the earth surrounding it, are a multitude of towns and villages that have sprung up and found their places within this cold, an uncaring world. There is so much wooded landscape here that many small towns operate as simple lumber towns supplying and treating a multitude of timber that is bought by civilians and capital cities alike. To travel to the farthest northern point of an Shroud, you would find yourself teetering on the edge of the drop, a 200 plus foot sheer rock face that sees public executions on behalf of the Unerishroud High Council and some of the lesser respected but equally feared criminals of the sunken sect a large and mysterious organization that some people 
but by some people's accounts, sorry, holds as much power as the city's local, local councils do themselves. Due east, and almost segmented away like a sickened member of a household, lay the Deadlands, an almost state-sized swamp and marshlands that is covered in a dense smog. Blocking view from the outside world, not much is known about what happens with inside anymore, with inside, within it anymore. But those who do attempt, never attempt to come back. But those that miraculously do, dare not speak of the horrors, with, the horrors within the gaseous walls. Miros is a world of darkness, danger, corruption, sin, and violence. And the countries herein are no exception to the rule. The skies above an shroud are darkened with grey clouds that almost always seem to diminish the light of the sun and the glow of the three moons, Aristeros, Dexasteros, and Pelieros. If you were to devote your attention to an Shroud's crowning achievements, the sister cities of Hunanfrace and Pananfrace, you would see the clear divide in what some wish the world to be and what the world actually is. Pananfrace is a city built to stand the tallest and truest in the shrouded reality our denizens find themselves in, shielded from the gloomy weather outside by an arcane bubble, while her sister Hunanfrace was rebuilt from this small original city of modest homes that it was to match the towering infrastructure that her sister was always destined to be. Hunanfrace is a hub for arcano technological study protected by the said arcane dome that shields it from the gloom outside. Uh, while Hunanfrace stands as tall and as intimidating as ever, constantly berated by the shifting weather, and terrible rains that seem to come every few days. Indeed, this world does not seem to be one where someone would perhaps choose to live, but our denizens find themselves in a dark world which cares not for their wants or feelings, and thus they have had to learn to survive. But, in this, the beginning of our story, we in fact do not go to one of the sister cities, as one would perhaps be led to believe. The date of our story the date our story begins, sorry, is Mondas, the 15th day of the month of Svathrin. A wooded expanse of large oaks with verdant green leaves uh, that say that sway ever so slightly in the cold breeze that currently blows south. I say verdant green in the sense that it's probably the, the most green that green can be in a world that is constantly covered in a shade of grey. So, pretty green. But... The variation of the colour here is as good as it can possibly grow in the circumstances that the land finds itself in. It's almost muted against the background of the bigger picture. A long dirt road splits up between the woodlands moving its way towards the small town of Gutenlauer. Only a small town by comparison to the many others, marked or not so on most maps, it is oftentimes most used as a trading post for travellers simply passing through. A small smattering of cabins and cottages Expand beyond few dirt main roads, fenced in paddocks for what little livestock is kept within <coughs> the confines of the town's limits. Small lanterns are used to mark key street corners for those that are not savvy to the towns. Uh, the soil is still wet with the previous few days' rain. It squelches under the weight of those few stragglers walking into the street, heading home this evening. The moonlight of the three moons is dissipated by the cloud cover, but offers some sympathetic light. This evening. Yes, lovely. Okay, let's go. And we got some toys to play with here. There we go. Do that. 
that sounds good. Some wind in here. Hopefully that's not too loud for everyone on the mics, but we'll see what happens. Children. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Daria. Yours up. <laughs> You've been riding for a few days. That is correct. Making as straight as a line as you can towards Butenlau. After the less than ideal visit to your family's homestead, hmm. you packed up with Yuri and on horseback have been slowly making distance to be ready to be picked up and sent off to your post. Uh, Yuri rides alongside you at a trot. Drow, darker skin, white, shaved sides, big little spike of hair on the top with his uh, plate and his daggers. And your horses are trotting down a dirt path. You see constantly around you there's like it's just dirt road and trees and whenever there's not trees you can see past them and there's just more trees and it feels like it almost feels like a weird illusion how you feel like you've been walking in the same place for days and nothing's changing and you being carefree but still alert you're like trotting along and then you just hear this <sighs> we've got to be getting close now right Zuri starts like rubbing his eyes because I know the maps they give us are not 100% accurate but jeez this is the worst how long now I don't know we need to check the map uh, who would have the map you or Yuri do you think I ain't a map reader bro alright so Yuri, <laughs> Yuri have the map so let me just pull this out real quick yeah I'm dumb as shit man <laughs> <laughs> sorry Yuri, Yuri pulls the map out and you see, like, he, like, the horse slows to basically a near stop, and there's a moment where you turn around, like, the whole... You've kept walking a few feet. Eventually, you guys pull off to the side, and he rolls out this map, and it's beaten. Like, it's not... This is the one they gave you. Like, your your superior officers mm. gave you, and it's beaten to hell. <laughs> like, there's, like, whole chunks in the center of it missing. Like, so, like, key parts of, like, the actual Unera Shroud map are gone. But, like, it has, like, kind of the outer edge where you've sort of been going. And he's looking, he's like... Bit of moonlight comes through the hole. Like... Stop, yeah. This is not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, like, looks close. He goes... I think maybe... Another hour or so, and we should hopefully be there. We've been walking for a while. It's okay. Let's go. Davai. Okay. <laughs> Rolls the map up. There's a there's a moment where he looks at it. And you can you can just tell that he thinks about getting rid of it. <laughs> Puts in the belt. And you guys continue to walk on. Um, annoying as it is, after about an hour and ten minutes, eventually. At first you see, and it looks like a really, really decrepit tree. And as you slowly get closer, you realize that it is in fact a signpost. It's, but it's so rotted and left to the weather that it just, it'd probably be nicer for every other tree around it to cut it down. Cause it just looks very <laughs> sick. But it That's is- not a nice thing to say. It is busted. It's a lovely signpost. <laughs> it is a busted signpost from, with chunks missing from like years of neglect, surely. But yet still maintaining enough of the paint on it. On the hanging sign, you can see written in... There's two that hang. One in Uneran, which is the, the, the shared language of everyone that lives in Uneran Shroud, and then Common, which is... It says Gunlau with a very shoddy arrow pointed, like, slightly off-centre to the left. And there's, like, a shared moment where Yuri looks at you, shrugs his shoulders, and then begins to fanging off vaguely to the left. Shrug, shrug, shrug. 
Um, while you guys are riding and you're basically waiting for the town to come into your vision, can you give me a history check, please? Can. Ooh, that is... That's a six. Plus? Plus what? <laughs> no. okay. I told you, my guy. I'm stupid. Okay, I have nothing. Is this even up the right way? Like, <laughs> you see that um, when you're when you're riding along, all you remember is like, oh, we're meant to meet at like some sort of tavern, but the name has eluded you because at that current point in time, you were so insanely overtired from the weeks of abuse training, you've just forgotten the name. I, I am a meat shield. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but in time, at first you think it's it's a a trick of the light. Something's happening off center, and it causes you to look. And there's one light, and then there's another light, and another light. As you crest over a small hill, eventually you see definitely the top of a town, and judging by the signage you would have to be Gutenlauer it's you know not a big town by any means like definitely not as big as some of the ones you've seen when you were younger yeah. but obviously a village a village of workers it's a village of workers and passers by um, shingled roofs stand out amongst the large bits of woods that are there and even then you can see from the outskirts of the town some of the trees are like devilishly close to the back of like cottages so you get the idea that like they're kind of only knocking down what has to be knocked down to make room for people to like build their houses here. But um, make a perception check for me. Right. Yeah, we're farming rolls today, gang. Yeah, I know, right? Proceed. Ah, oh, this one. Like... Oh, man, yo, I'm getting smashed with these rolls. Uh, that is a five. Change your dice. <laughs> Put it back in the case. <laughs> They're only meant to be. My dice. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that I paid for. <laughs> Put it back in the box. <laughs> What's in the box? box. <laughs> a box dude. of my trinkets. Right, so as you're as you're looking useless. As you're looking down, basically as you're coming into the town, probably like another ten minute ride. You can't tell what the foot traffic's looking like, like from that distance, and it's like late into the evening. Probably about seven forty-five ish, nearly eight o'clock by the time you guys roll into town. And as you do, you're basically on the precipice now where the dirt road goes into and there's like buildings on the other side, like little posts that show, hey, this is the edge of town. Do you want to enter on foot? Do you want to enter on the horses? What's what's your game plan? Like, what do you and Yuri want to do? I mean, we could walk. I'd probably have a sore ass from riding for that long, to be honest with you. So. In play too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really like so. heavy. Yeah, so we can have a little walk through the town for sure. Do our thing. So you guys dismount and yourself and Yuri begin to like gently pulling the horses along. You move into the town. You let me look real quick at your stats. No, don't look at my stats. <laughs> Just look at the AC and realize you're never gonna hit me. Yeah, he's throwing shade. Holy yeah, hell! Save him for his yeah. Well, we're uh, five minutes into the first <laughs> session. It was nice knowing your character. Um, Die suddenly gets struck by lightning. <laughs> Do you have a backup? Yeah. You notice as you walk through. Um, there's maybe, like, when I say a handful, less than ten, but more than three, like. 
like workers and common folk that are walking like going between different buildings and all that sort of stuff as you walk through the main thoroughfare you can see where like streets jut off and go to different directions and you can see where some of the cottages are a, a little bit more shabbier and some are a, a little bit firmer like you can tell what's new and what's yeah. not but even as you, uh, yourself and Yuri walk through the main thoroughfare of the town looking for this supposed tavern that you're meant to go to you can tell that people are shooting you guys some weird looks and they're trying to be stealthy about it but it's very hard when everyone keeps doing triple takes <laughs> of one dark elf and one lunar elf walking through the town <laughs> with full plate and a dude with two daggers on his hip very timid. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel safe anymore. <laughs> she conforms to the genre. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's just staring at me. Like, You're, oh, yeah, you, the glances are getting shot at you but I've got like some very shiny armor. So I mean, you know, kind of. This is very poor Like Even as you're walking, like, <laughs> like Yuri was like slightly behind you and he quickly speeds up a little bit. Ding, ding, ding. Taps you on your arm. Mm-hmm. I don't think they, um, it's either because we're strangers or it's because they don't like us very much. And by like us, I mean soldiers of the state. Huh. Why? We're uh, great. Well, yeah. Keep the peace. Collect the taxes, you know. I think it more so comes down to the fact that this is a town that's very out of the way and they probably don't get a lot of soldiers out here. I don't know. Do you remember where we're going? Do you remember the name of the tavern <laughs> we were going to? Uh, no. No. Yuri's going to do it. Uh, Yuri's going to make sure that he knows what it is. Yuri, this is why I have you around. Because my, my memory is shocking. Yeah. <laughs> you find he, he's, like, he's chastising you for a second. He goes... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should go ask somebody. Because a town of this size only has to have one tavern, surely. You think I'm asking? What do you want me to ask? Uh, you see the way they look at me? What do you think they're going to look at me? You, you, you're dirty. It's okay. <laughs> we came from the same house, jackass. Different backgrounds, but yes. I had a bath in your bathtub. <laughs> After me. <laughs> if... Ah, oh, so complete. Right. Let's go. Right. Okay. Now you're just gonna go off and have an ask around. And sure, as you make a perception check to see who might. No, own. roll insight. Roll insight. You're only you're trying to clock a ten. Come on, roll a ten. Oh man, that dice was rigged. Um, I that's Ooh. a twenty-one. Yeah. I'm Excellent. Gonna... Yeah. Out of... I know fucking everything. (laughs) 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 I just needed to bully him. That was all. As you look around, you find that a lot of the people that are shooting you looks are, I say, like, your age to older folk. But as you're progressively walking down the main strip, you do catch the eye of one younger teenager, like, a bit of a young girl, tomboyish, like, hair, shaved sides, hair in, like, a top, like not kind of thing with like a sleeveless tunic and some trousers and you find like she's looking and like but not looking at you like in disgust she's like oh shit this guy's kind of fucking dope and there's I think there's I feel like there's a moment where you're like your eyes lock and there's like this mutual respect and like Yuri clocks it and he's like she'll know 
I'm telling you, she'll know. <laughs> okay. Let's go ask the little girl that's staring at us. <laughs> so you walk, you walk around, uh, like, like, when you rephrase that, it's like, uh, no, 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 no. Pause. You have directions for me. <laughs> <laughs> you walk over to this, um, this like, this like, tomboy, like, uh, like maybe young adult uh, girl, and she goes, "What do you need?" Uh, we're looking for a tavern. Oh, that's easy. There's only one tavern here. Oh. The Broken Knuckle, down the other end of town. You keep oh. following the main road and go right. Broken Knuckle, eh? Interesting name. Very interesting. It's uh, quite literal. Oh. Right. Yuri, behave. Let's go. <laughs> you cut a man's head off! <laughs> <laughs> I've done nothing uh, of the sort. You know what the oh, f- Dude, I fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a moment. Oh, I forgot about that. There's a bit, there's a bit oh, of memory. Yeah. It, was like, <laughs> it was different. All right. Yeah. Flaming sword, head off shoulders <laughs> like butter. Whole thing. We'll come to that. Uh, anyway. Yeah. But, yes. You have your directions. And Thank you, strange or inspiring girl. <laughs> Goodbye. You're welcome. Just be careful. People like you generally don't last long around here. Hmm. I like my chances. Let's go. <laughs> and you guys trot down the road and eventually breaking left to the end of the main strip so you don't have to jump down any of the side track. You do get an idea that a lot of like the small streets do link up, but there's no need to go down them. You can just follow the main strip. And eventually you happen upon big two-story infrastructure like most taverns that you've passed. But this one looks like it was built as one level and then the second level went on top later when more people started like staying in the town supply so demand. big typical real estate exactly right it's a part of me supply and demand so it was like all the base is stone and then the top's made of wood but there's some weird like not everything seems to be done in a right angle like there's some bits that jut out kind of like maybe not even 45 degrees 41 and a half <laughs> maybe like it's you know it's made it was made because it had to be not because they wanted it to be so but as you guys you're able to hitch the posters to uh, horses to a hitching post um, you would assume that you could probably just get someone inside to cater for them if you wish but you guys have found yourselves there and as you begin to cross the precipice into the door you hear the raucous sound of drinks being hammered down and thrown back and glasses clinking furniture falling over it is a party but we're gonna move away from you yeah. other people Hugo you've been on the road for what feels like weeks at least entirely on foot you've made your pilgrimage from your home of Potolo to the drop and have completed your tasks that you set for yourself and set for you by your queen and now travel south. After a grueling trip, you found yourself happening upon a break in the ever-shifting pathway to your next destination. Um, we forgot to ask about what you look like, I realise. We'll do that when we come back to you. I apologise. You need to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Big oh, armor, huge, huge neck. Daria. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, okay. I agree about Daria. Like. We'll, we'll talk about Daria when we get there. We'll get back to But as the foots, as the leaves crumple under this the weight of this individual moving through and under the leaves there's a squelching of mud some of the water still dripping from the leaves of the trees who do we see moving through the woodlands you see a small halfling 
Well, it's quite big for a halfling. He's about four, four and a half foot tall. It's a bit bigger than most halflings. With a wild, bright blonde, almost boy band esque style haircut. Yeah. I can um, picture it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <I'm> sorry. Full <laughs> on, like, browns and greens, but with a big fluff of fur around his neck, full of brightly coloured flowers, as well as a swaft of flowers through his hair. Mm. Beautiful. The, the woods are as dense as ever. The canopies of the trees add more cover to an already dimmed moonlight from the sheer cloud cover. So it's almost ominous as you're walking and the only natural light you get breaks of are the very dimmed beams that break through the canopy. Would you be using a torch or do you think you'd be naturally just running at it raw in the dark or what do you reckon? If there's enough light for him to see, he'd be moving through comfortably. As a Lotus and Halfling, I've got the ability to move through all difficult terrain with ease. So. Okay, well I can't make you roll for it now, so that sucks. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you find it's it's tricky when when the night first started cresting over, it got a bit tricky because the illusions of the beams of dimmed moonlight coming through the trees almost threw you off, but within an hour or so you you picked it up and you've been quite confident in your ability to just trot and march and just go keeping as much to the main path as possible but even in instances where you look at the main path and you are more comfortable going off the path and then breaking back on you find you're actually quite relaxed and it feels quite nice it's quite calm compared to the last few weeks of going through different environments and different animals and critters that you ran into as you're moving along uh Something quickly catches you for a moment. Can I get a perception check, please? Thanks, Suzuki driver. And what's my perception? Perception. Well, I rolled a seven, so it's not going to be great. It's a load, you see. Come on, mate. Please, please, minus, oh no, sorry, perception, plus three, so ten. Excellent, the DC was ten. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was my red, <laughs> minus, minus. <laughs> uh, That's the end of Hugo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as you're moving, it's it's not movement, but it's, it's an audible trigger, and you hear... It's a buzzing sound, possibly like insects. A fair few, but they're definitely like just offset to the left of you within at least within like 15 20 feet. Audible enough that you can hear it. What do you want to do? You want to keep walking? I'd move towards that sound. Cool. It is dark. The moonlight still makes it hard to see. So it's going to be more of a struggle. If you would like to investigate, to try and get a better idea of what exactly you're looking for. Yep, I feel like at this point I'd probably pull out a torch. There's okay. something to be investigating. Cool. Just, you know, have some light. And we've got a... Ten in the bin. Yeah, Ten in good. the bin for that dice. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're moving on to the next one for sure. Um, a five. <laughs> With a five, you can't catch anything immediately at the moment. It is gonna, you're going to have to move deeper into the woods to find it. 
But with a torch, thankfully that kind of fixed it because if you were going to investigate without a torch, that would have been more of a problem. But with a five, it just takes you off the path a little bit more. So like the path is here, the trees are there, and it kind of dips down a little bit, but it's pocketed into that uh, into that like uh, dip ditch. Never do a ditch. Yeah, couldn't the other word. As you look with the torch, at first it's like I can I can hear it, and I can feel the bugs hitting me, but I don't know what it is. And it's not until you go to look over the ditch that your foot hits something, and you kind of go for a tumble, and you hit the bottom. And whatever you've tripped has come with you. And as you sit up and you like wipe yourself off and look around, you realize it's a corpse of a deer and two calves. Large straps of meat have been cut from the mother while the bellies and the legs of the calves have been taken for whatever good meat was left. Um, right off the bat, no roll required. You can see that they're looking like sickly, so they've been dead for a good couple of days and most of the critters have gotten to the innards of what was left. Um, but they were seemingly hunted, dumped, hunted, strapped for the good meat and then dumped and shoddily covered by the side of the road in the base of the tree which you inherently tripped over and took down a ditch with you. Such disrespect for the dead. I'll have to put these down properly and I, as I would in any other trees, start to dig a grave, cover them with a small amount of dirt and druid craft either flowers over the Aww. small homemade grave. Lovely. Can I get a religion check with advantage, please. You did 20. It looks better. Yeah, with advantage as well. Yeah, okay, the 12 will be the one we go with. And Surely your religion's high, right? Yeah, 15. Excellent. With a 15, even in the light of the wind blowing to the south and passing through the trees, there's a moment where it, it deadens and there's a brisk one on your right ear and then the normal wind picks up again. And you... And you feel good. Like something good's happened here. As the... And you watch, is like... The Druidcraft spell is like... When the magic leaves your hands, if you want to give us a bit of flair about what your magic looks like when you cast spells. So when I cast spells, I grab at a small silver bird skull necklace around my neck and a purpley-blue glow comes through my hands and then essentially just brings life forward. Lovely. You see, with the Druidcraft, it's like... When the magic leaves your hand, there's like a rumbling of the soil and then as like the vines and the roots of the plants grow out. But even after the initial magic like lands and bites, there's still moments where as you sit there and like, you know, that tender moments happen, you can see as like they continue to grow and you realize that there's going to be a strong footing here and something beautiful will grow from this. And you feel like you've done some good on this continued pilgrimage that you find yourself on. Another ode to my queen. As I pray to the Queen of Chorus. Beautiful. We love that. Voyage. It's been a heavy few days for you. Not just physically, but mentally as well. The previous few nights are taking their toll on your body as you try to push forward as much as you can before you would have to call it a night. But as you trudge along, who do we see walking through the forest? So... You'd see roughly 170, 180 centimetre tall tiefling with almost olive-ish. I've lost the name of the colour green skin. Bright burgundy hair. I, I go olive. Yeah. Olive seems right. Curled horns, kind of like a ram, but they point slightly outwards. Um, 
Doesn't matter how much mud's on his shoes, though, he still looks happy to be walking. <laughs> Knees to chest, we love to see it. He's just a happy chap. Chugging through the mud. We love that, we love that. Fabulous thing, my bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a flare. so voyage you find yourself on a journey that perhaps has given you more than what you expected to take away from it as you reflect as you reflect specifically on the past through day the through the past few days what do you think's going through your head right now like are you thinking about where you're going? Are you thinking about what you have to do? Like, what's what's on Voyager's mind right now? Uh, probably a combination of don't forget where you're going, but also dog. <laughs> is is dog with you? I'd say so. Do you want to describe to the folks what dog looks like right now? So, dog. <laughs> <laughs> is dog a cat? Sorry. He's... He gets <laughs> Was he about shim or knee height? About knee height. Yeah, about knee height. Really smushed up, almost pug Frenchy like nose for a Drake. <laughs> we love to see he, it. He walks with that little. All shoulders. All shoulders. <laughs> All shoulders. <laughs> but he is just as happy to be walking. <laughs> He's got that raspy, like, could be in ch- a chest infection inhale situation oh, going boy, like, on. Oh, like, the pug <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, it's so like, as, like, as yeah, Voyages, as Voyages, um, <laughs> steel, like, Cuban-heeled battle boots clunch through the mud, there's just a... <laughs> yeah, basically. But way more, way more nosy because it's a, it's a drain. Yeah. So, like, like, for Voyages was... Dog is a green drake that's kind of shaped like a bulldog. Love it. Love it. All, all neck, all forearm. Yes. But absolute, absolute sweetie. Oh, yeah. Absolute darling. But you find, um, as you guys are pushing along, like, Voyage with this smile on your face, you, there's a moment where... There's a moment where you stop hearing the extra steps behind you. And you just hear a... <laughs> Just kind of stops and turns to look back, like <laughs> quest awaits. And and yeah, but dog's sitting there and just goes. <laughs> no, it's not nap time. No, no, it's not nap time. And shoots <laughs> fucking his little Drake bile and then huffs and puffs and stuff on you. But follows you like right behind on your left side, head down looking the other way. Like he just doesn't want any of your shit right now. Please tell me you step it on your heels as you're walking. Probably. <laughs> oh yeah, there's an occasional completely <laughs> like gets you on the back end. <laughs> but as you move along. When you did your ceremony, would you have been stealthy about it or no? No. <laughs> Everyone oh, watch. When you're walking along, as main you walk shoulders. up a main strip, the first thing that catches your attention, no role necessary, is you see the soft glow of light in a ditch just down the left-hand side as you walk up the main road. I'm going to stop and have a look. Easy. Um, 
Are you going to stealth? Probably a good idea. Okay. Probably a good idea. Would you be actively looking or are you into in your mind right now? In my prayer. Absolutely. So we're going to go off your passive. You need to make a stealth check for me. That's an 18. Oh, smashed it. <laughs> Killed it? <laughs> Excellent. So, Hugo, you don't hear a thing. Even the clumping steps of Dog doesn't hear a thing. But as you... It's the, it's the weird... It's the weird thing that, like, uh, your dad taught you where it's, like, you get really low and somehow you can still have your bow drawn but you're taking really long crouch strides to, like, pick your spot. And if you can't see a spot, you wait until, like, you hear, like, a branch creak and you, like, step up. And as you peek around the tree and you've got your hands, like, kind of having a look, you realise it's a halfling with blonde hair with a weird, like, flower bed situation kind of going on with a torch, like stuck in the ground that'd probably be considered a very weird ritual to come across in this landscape correct just very abnormal for you probably than you've seen anywhere else (laughs) yeah that's the most amount of plant life in one spot that you've seen than your entire like month and a half you've been in (laughs) or however long you've been I don't even remember this whole scene that you see does not feel like it belongs to the world around it almost. Yeah. There's, there's flowers here that you don't even see back home. Right. Okay. I'm going to hang tight and just kind of see whether or not this good thing that's happening is actually a bad thing in disguise. Okay. Just going to be cautious about it. Just a little bit cautious. So we come into the end of Hugel's ritual and you feel at that point that you've probably done all you need to do what would you like to do um well at that point i'd obviously stand up for my thing i would grasp my necklace again small purple glow i hope that this is made up for the disrespect to your dead my queen now moving on grab the torch turn and start to walk away it's probably at that moment no because you're stealthy you wouldn't notice you go to walk back up the ditch and you realise he's coming towards you. Like, he's walking back up the ditch. He's coming for you. With a very pleased look on his face. Not happy, but, like, pleased with himself. Voyage is going to stand up from his hiding spot, mm-hmm. look dead in his eyes and go, what'd you just do? At that point, you see the hand glow with like a purple sacred flame as you freak the shit out. <laughs> what? Who are you? What? What? What is this? My name's Voyage. What is that? My friend. His name's Dog. What'd you just do? I performed a service to the dead that were disrespected and left to rot. But what flowers are those? Which ones? Those. He just keeps pointing at the patch. <laughs> well, he doesn't move closer to specify. Off. Some, some lilies from my local environment, and then some of these I found up hanging off the drop when amongst the dead upon the northern end of the coast. This is a, a veritable collection of all that I've seen as I've moved through these lands. Why? That's the most flowers I've seen in ages. Good job, keep it up. And he goes to keep walking. (laughs) (laughs) That that is my goal. Um, And who are you? As the flame starts to sort of... Pulls back his... 
Like I said, my name's Voyage. Uh, you did not, actually. Yes, I did. You just asked who I was. That terrified me. <laughs> um, I haven't come across many in my travels since we left the last town up north. Which town? I'm That's so sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Such a horrible thing to ask someone. I'm sorry. All the way down, though? Give me specific details. Uh, uh, it's Oosterville, but you actually bypassed Oosterville. Okay, then, so it wouldn't have been since, yeah, Hanging Rock. So I have not seen any since the very north of this country since I left Hanging Rock. I passed around most of the other towns, and once I separated from my caravan, it's been fairly quiet roads other than those who would wish me harm. You still, you see, he's got one hand now reached down, just sort of holding a crossbow to the side. <laughs> Voyage does not look in any way, shape, or form like he's going to attack. He just wanted to know about the flowers. But... I, okay, I start to trust a little bit more. Starts to make a big smile and the dog walking, just casual. Oh yeah, do- dog... So when you began to walk away, dog stayed there and was like just looking at you down being... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he would react to that. <laughs> I'd probably just have a like, stare off because I imagine if I'm still walking up the hill, we're probably about the same eye height, how short I am, so I'd just be staring at dog. Yeah, don't mind him. He stares into your soul a little bit. Um, now, where are you going now? We're heading to Gutenlauer on the way down south as on my way to Hanenfress. Then we're heading in the same direction. Shall we keep each other safe? Hold hands and skip there, let's go! Well, okay (laughs) 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 Ah, yes. Um, (laughs) 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 This is such a brilliant start to this horror campaign. That's okay. Laugh now, motherfuckers. <laughs> Laugh now. It's only gonna get worse. Good. You asked us to join. We're gonna start up real nice and high. So yeah, we're setting the bar high, gang. We're setting the bar high, but it's probably more along my. Well, you're mighty cheery. Um, I'll stand back a little bit and keep an eye out, shall I? <laughs> okay. He keeps walking. I'm like. Trotting along quite quickly, trying to keep up as I've got quite a low walking speed. <laughs> you find that dog just trots next to you, and it's one of those things with like a dog's where it's like he's looking forward and like the side eye, and just. I would, um, draw a craft a small flower and hold it out to dog. <laughs> just like <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Well, uh, not that one again. <laughs> and little big fat jowly face just rolls along but you guys have found common tract and you move towards Gutenlauer and we are going to move again Zafaris but a moment ago you disembarked the cart that your acquaintance Gosric had organised for you days riding in an uncomfortable yet dry and warm cart is probably much more preferable though you stand now on the precipice of the doorway to the tavern and inn named the Broken Knuckle. And as you stand out front of this establishment, again, stone bottom floor, wooden floor, shingled roof, weird jutting angles, definitely not built together at the same time, but like legoed together at some point. What does Zeph look like to the outside world right now? 
So Zeph kind of has a um, non-binary appearance. Um, they do prefer um, they over she, mm-hmm. and they are quite pale in skin tone, almost um, grey type. Um, their hair is very white, and their irises, um, when not, I guess, um, covered up by their changeling form, is normally white, but at this point in time, it is of a golden colour. Golden colour? Ooh! We love that. So as you as you stand out the front of the inner broken knuckle, I dare say there was probably like a good 15 minutes where you're like kind of going through the motions in your head like, oh, just what's going on? Like, oh, this is weird. And that dragon dude's not here to help me. I don't know what's going on. Like you saw like this huge like elf dude plate walk in with a shield and his like smaller scruffy haired friend like not like five minutes ago. And when the door opened, it's like that literally a precipice where it's like, ah, and it was like, 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 it's, you can hear it definitely on the outside, but like that door is like buffeting some shit, right? And it's like, you're just standing in the middle of the street, like, and you get like some sideways glances from people, but you're kind of just hanging out in the street at the moment. What do you want to do? What's what's going through Zeph's mind? What are they thinking about? I think um, the first thing that's going on in their head is just the sheer appearance of the exterior of the tavern reminds them so much of their own home. Um, Why did you have to do that to me, man? That made me feel bad. <laughs> How dare you? You're welcome. Um, you want me to feel feels, I'll make you feel feels. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> um... It would take them a little bit to finally um, get the, not necessarily courage, but more so um, just the fucks to walk in. Um, Because they have a thing to do, but they just wanted to make sure that what they were doing was safe enough for them first. Yes, fair enough. So I guess in that, like, that split second before Zephyrus decides they want to walk in, there is that, like, moment of, like, myself up like oh, come on man come on you can go in yeah. um there's like a flutter of the skin as like your cloaking ability like resets itself and eventually you push past the precipice of the door and instantly are met with this just raucous behavior like there's like there's a fair few people maybe about like 30 people crammed in there and it's a decent sized establishment and there's like Immediately, you're hit with the warmth and the smell of alcohol right off the bat before the sound even hits you. And eventually, there's like chairs clanging and this and that. And we're going to change this real quick. There we go. And like the raucous end, you hear wooden chairs getting knocked over, mugs and glasses clanking, and guys shouting. Eh! Like in some languages, you understand, and some you don't. Um, a multitude of people, there's tieflings, dwarves, you see a goliath at one point up the back having a beer with a couple of people. There's just a real mixed group going on here. Like, and you, like, most of these people could be here. Some of these people could just be passing through, you have no idea. But it seems like everyone's getting along and having a party right now. But you know what you're here to do. So what do you want to do? 
I think the um, first thing I'd do is go straight to the bar and mm -hmm. um, try and get some sort of information because I don't know too much mm -hmm. about the person that I'm looking for, um, but I know the name. Okay. So the bartender is a older gentleman, like definitely into his 60s, still like well built, obviously. He's doing all the carrying stuff around here. Big like handlebar curling mustache, like mine, but way cooler. Um, hair like long and white, but tied back into a ponytail. You got white shirt with the apron, the black apron, and trousers and all that sort of stuff. And there's a multitude of people at the bar, but you can tell like he's kind of like darting his eyes between everyone's drinking at the moment. And then as you approach, like he sees you coming and knows, and he puts the glass that he's climbing away and clears the space and he looks over and What do I do for you? Um, I'm looking for a specific person and I want to know if you know about them, I think. Well, there's a lot of people here. I need some details. Gunslinger, firstly. A what now? Someone that uses guns. He's... When you say the word gun, he's kind of unsure. He's like... Gun? You mean like the things the pirates use, the tube with the thing? Yeah. Well, not really any pirate types around here. You got anything else? Um, what was the name that was given from... He gave you Z. Z, okay. Um, anyone that starts with the name Z that you know around here? Any locals? Not, not no locals. We got a lot of travelers in here. I mean, like, and he like points to this always think some dude falls off a chair like in the pan he's like Whoa. someone just like edited like what is it a wine hell scream or something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Wilhelm scream yeah. great band by the way um, but he looks around and he goes do you have any physical characteristics Zeph's just gonna kind of do a motion of rubbing her temples because she's realised how lack of information her friend, sort of acquaintance, um, has given them about this person. Make a history check for me. Okay. What is that? <laughs> it's not That's good. That's a five. <laughs> Where's my history? That's a six. <laughs> I don't remember nothing. It, it's... After, like, days, after the days of, like, riding in, like, the cart, it's, the information has kind of left you because, like, you've just been so, like, monotonously, like, brain dead on the trip and all that sort of stuff. But it's, um, as you think about it, yeah, it was, like, Gunslinger, Z. The one thing I will give you, because I do remember we said it, is they're pale. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like a pale elf. Yeah. Um, and I know that because I listened back to the session zero yeah. and I believe it was in there. And I want to give it to you because I want. <laughs> Have you seen any quite pale elves walk through? <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Mm. You don't work for no government, do you? Far from it. We got a 
a thing going on downstairs that maybe your friends pulled through. I remember seeing some folk come in. Give it a couple of minutes. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, while you wait, are you doing anything else? Uh, I'll try and find an empty seat or corner. Definitely at the end of the bar. Right at the yeah. end of the bar where you know no one wants to sit because the bartender generally doesn't tend to notice. Yeah. Like, it's one of those bars that goes all the way and there's a corner bit right at the end. Yeah. Yeah, easy. So, you go there and take a seat and you wait to see what happens. Zero. These last few months have been nothing but cruel, especially to you. You've lost some dearest to you and you find yourself traveling across the country to separate yourself from your home only momentarily. Now, I would like to make it known that you are definitely segmented far away from the party at this current moment. But with that being said, I would like you to describe yourself with the knowledge that blood drips from the side of your mouth right now as you readjust the gauntlets on your wrists after just walking out of another fist fight. Um... <laughs> Do you want me to, like, say it as if there's blood coming out of my mouth? <laughs> um, she is a uh, pallid elf, um, so she's got stark white hair, stark white skin, um, almost black pits for eyes. Um, normally she's seen um, fashioning a gun on either hip um, with something a bit more obscured by a red cape. Um, but it's big and it's nasty and it sits on her back. Um, she wears very distinctive, it's almost her trademark, red shades on her eyes. Um, but I dare say at this point in time, those are probably not on her at the moment. Okay. You currently are under some grating, which leads to the ring where you've just been throwing hands repeatedly for the last few days. Sometimes for money, sometimes just for fun. Uh, there's chatter of people above you as you sit in the singular torchlight in the small tunnel that walks, which you're more than welcome to go down the hall and sit in the room where there's a wooden bench and like a basin with water so you can like splash your face and clear any blood on you that may or may not be yours. Who knows? Pardon me. But as you're readjusting the straps, you can feel them like tight on your wrists and you're able to like condense your hands and you feel like you've got like tight knuckles and you're ready to go. But in the meantime, as you look and you realize that like there's smattering of someone else's blood on the leather of your knuckles, you don't have your side cape. Um, you're still strapped. Everything's there except the side cape because that's a liability in a fist fight. But what's going through Zero's head right now? Probably after fighting for several days um, while she's been there. She's running on autopilot at the moment. Um, whether or not it's for fun or for money, at the moment she has just been fighting purely as a distraction. Whatever has happened before she's come here, she needs it at the back of her mind. So she's purely focusing on when her next round's going to happen at the moment. She'd be, wherever she is, she'd just be pacing and not even like outwardly verbally hyping herself up it would all be internal but you can see it on her face the cogs are turning the eyebrows are moving you can see that she's talking to herself inside of her head as she paces back and forth just sort of readjusting 
keeps going back almost like impulsively. She doesn't need to, but she keeps going and readjusting the, her gauntlets, even though they're perfectly fine. And she unstraps them, straps them again. She just can't stop moving. When, you, when you're pacing and you're going through the fidgeting motions of readjusting the arm guards, the gloves, the straps, everything, and you keep doing it, and you start, like, you get to the point where it's like you're starting to fidget with, like, your fingers and you're bending your fingers back and, like, trying to get that fluid motion. It strikes a memory from years ago. Years ago. You're not even quite sure how long ago. Where you're doing the same thing. You're you're at the homestead outside of, outside of the city and doing the same thing, getting all your equipment, loading up, making sure your straps are all done up and you feel the hand on your shoulder. You felt the hand on your shoulder. And you turn, and it's when you saw Sal. And Sal used to have this weird, perplexed look on his face every time before you went out for work. <laughs> you know you're going to get arthritis doing that, you know? Arthritis is the least of my worries. Please. And besides, loosens them up. But you, you bend you, you them back so far, I don't understand how you're going to still be able to use the damn things. Could you imagine in my line of work if, you know, my precious money makers got hurt. They have to bend all kinds of ways for them to be able to do their job. Bring the gold back to this family. Well, just um, remember, you've got, you've got four people here, okay? I expect you to come back. So. And there's hundreds out there that also need taken care of, albeit in a different fashion, but mama's got to work. Well, make sure Mama keeps the water clock outside of the house, alright? He leans you and gives you a kiss on your head. And then you pull back and you realize that you're like forehead almost against the wall. You've just completely zoned out. She kind of is standing there and that's thrown her. She was doing good on like a almost a white noise loop, but being pulled back into that, the fidgeting immediately stops and she's rigid and she's trying to mentally build herself back up again so she starts sort of tapping on her feet on on the spot and then she starts going back and forth again starts getting her stride back and and going back to the fiddling again trying to get that white noise back in so she can focus okay so voyage Hugel, we come back to you guys as what do you think the conversation what do you think the conversation's been for the last like 40 minutes of you guys walking well, I found these beautiful flowers. <laughs> then these ones, I, these were from my home village. And as like, well, this one, this was a strange one. He's just druid crafting all these different flowers and just sort of dropping them as he goes. Voyages. How? <laughs> these different kinds of flowers that he just hasn't seen before. He just, as every druid craft kind of throws it to the ground, sort of spread a little bit of life in this darkness. <laughs> And yeah, as soon as he's figured out he's interested, um, just continuing to like show off as many different kinds of flowers as he knows how to drill the power. <laughs> cool. I feel like it's it's like something for like it's like yeah. like they're growing and then popping at the point of <laughs> the precipice of impact. <laughs> it's um it's yeah. wild, G. Jingle's <laughs> proud of himself. He loves being able to show off. So we love that though. Um eventually like as this like little display of magic and fireworks is going off with flowers, um, the lights start appearing. As you see the town crest over, um, you pass the same wooden sign 
and you guys continue to follow and by that point you guys hit the precipice and you're in the town. Um, can I get you both my perception check for me? <laughs> nah. That's an eight. Eight? That's a six, seven from me. Okay. So you guys continue to move through the town, smattering of people, jutting across the streets going in. By this point, it's probably about nine-ish, probably 9.15 at night, as time's a bit wibbly-wobbly in all these circumstances. Um, but as you walk through, even with those low rolls, no one's paying mind to you. No one's really looking to, you know what I mean? No one's acknowledging you. They're looking at you, but they're not acknowledging you, and they're not really talking. So what do you guys want to do? Did you have somewhere to be, now that you've made it here? Oh, this is only a stop on my journey. Uh, I guess I should find a place to bed down for the night, or... Tavern it is! Drink and be merry, for soon we shall all be dead. What he said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, um, that rough thing. <laughs> so, you guys, look, as you get to the tavern, you, you don't know where the tavern is. You don't know if there is a tavern in this, in this place. So, so what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Find the nearest person, ask them, hey, where's the tavern? Uh, so check again, please. Or investigation. Yeah, what's going to work? That's a 24. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you find... It is weird... You're fine. You find... It's a weird... Um, not bad. are not super uncommon, but it's still like... Sometimes not everyone gets the chance to see one and it's a bit <laughs> whacked out. And you notice there's this is an older bloke, maybe in his 40s, and he walks like, and he notices like you two are looking a bit lost and he like got like a, like a bag and walks over like, you and your kid need help or? Yes, me and my son need to find <laughs> the nearest tavern. Grumpy face. <laughs> <laughs> All the way down to the end of the streets, the broken knuckle, big two-story building, you can't miss it. Thank you very much. Are you okay, kid? (laughs) Again, just a grumpy... Door! Thank you, sir, and again, like, just drew across the flower and hands it over to the guy. Takes the flower, then puts it in his, behind his ear, and with the rest of the flower in his hair. Yeah, th- this guy so thought he himself. was. This guy thought he was like saving a kidnapped child. And the kidnapped child popped a flare out of his head. It's a whole thing, right? He's gonna go home and tell his wife, and she's not gonna believe him at all. So it's a whole thing. So you guys press on and find that weird jutting infrastructure at the very end of the street, the broken knuckle, and even on the precipice, you can hear the raucous behaviour on the outside. But there's definitely rooms upstairs, so if the bottom stairs where the drinkings happen, the top stairs where the uh, sleeping, fucking, and fights happen. So I've wanted any excuse to put that in a recording, <laughs> and now I've done it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, boys, pack up and go okay, home now. Pack it up, we're done. <laughs> Down my house. In we go. No one's in the way of the door. Door's open, we're in. Lovely. Unless you've got anything stopping you. <laughs> Lovely. So you guys press in. Again, not often that one steps into a, uh, an establishment and can feel the air get harder to breathe. The air inside <laughs> the broken knuckle is hot and dense. Sweat of smell and wet clothing hits your nose before the soft over of cooked meals, cigarettes and a fireplace. Uh, 
chatter inside is loud. Um, scraping of wooden chairs on the floor breaks the air every 10 seconds where there's a moment of silence. So if someone's not talking, there's something getting dragged, something falling over, and then someone starts yelling and screaming. It's a loud place to be. Um, but you do notice it's an open plan, so like bars right there, stairs on the right-hand side, tables, big half on the other end. Big fireplace providing a lot of warmth and a bit of smoke. Maybe that chimney's not doing too good. But you see the old gentleman behind the bar, which is obviously the bartender. He obviously stands out. He has to. And you see a multitude of folks around. But what would you both like to do? It's been a long walk. Voyage is getting a drink. Alrighty, straight to the bar. What about Hugo? Hugo will follow and push his stool up and kind of climb up on the stool. Um, and essentially shout to the bartender. Sir! Sir! Hello! Oh! My apologies. What can I get you fine, gentlemen? Could we get to... Wait a minute, are you old enough to be in here? Yeah, just a grumble. He pulls out a little, like, a little knife. Yes, sir, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out a little idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he, he says, "Like he goes, fair enough." <laughs> All a bit. He kind of goes, "I've never seen a fucking halfling before." <laughs> um, looks to believe. What can I get for you? Ale. An ale and a juice. Make a persuasion check with disadvantage. <laughs> uh, that's a two. There's no way I've got a good persuasion, so yeah. Don't worry, dude. You're rolling a two, Nudge. I'm not giving that to you. Persuasion is minus one. <laughs> so with a, with a dirty one, um, he looks and he goes, Ain't no juice here, partner. You get ale or water. Two ales it is. <laughs> Fine. Two ales and a water. Good choice. <laughs> and uh, that'll be... Let me just double check. Uh, so I'll be... Eight copper pieces, the water's free, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> but you find he um he grabs the two uh what's it a mug or oh, a flagon, I don't know, a mug. He brings the two mugs over and then just a small glass of water, which is decent enough. It's clear, you know, probably could be drinkable. You know, you won't know until the morning. Um and you guys continue to drink. And I, I guess cast detect poison. <laughs> It's not poisonous, but it's... So I'm not going to get sick from it. That's no, but it's um, it definitely didn't come from a cupboard well. So, <laughs> yeah, it, you, they definitely boiled it in hot water before, like, letting it just sit to room temperature before giving it to you. So, but, like, it's not going to kill you, but it's definitely not going to be the greatest, the coldest water you've ever had. Not like back home. But, um, as you guys hunker down having your drinks, uh, Daria... As you and Yuri sit offset to the... Liam, you good, buddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. Sorry. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, my bad. No, I'm good. I'll see you reading. I'm sitting back in. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's off. Um, Daria, you and Yuri have been sitting off in, like, a corner of the bar for a while, and no role necessary in an environment where alcohol is flowing and inhibitions are not being regulated. You definitely find more people looking. And it's one of those things where it's like, you guys are kind of like hunched over. Yuri has never taken his left hand off his belt the entire time. And you know for a fact that he's just fiddling with his dagger. Even when he's like drinking, he's like got the cup and he's just like... (sighs) 
I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't like this at all. Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You <laughs> please elaborate in great detail for me why you do not like this. <laughs> you it's it's just the moment where it's like you ask the basis question and he's just like Look, I know you wanted to be great warrior and do good. Mm. And doing good is good, you know, yeah. good for you. Yeah. But these small towns and villages, it's a lucky draw, my friend. If you're gonna be liked or not, look. I don't think I'm going to stay here. I think I'm going to take the horse. I'm going to ride ahead to see if I can go get the captain and meet here earlier because huh. I don't think us being here is going to be good. Oh. You're leaving. Me. You've got a huge fucking sword and a shield. I've got two daggers. <laughs> and like hits them in the table. There's like a moment of silence and they're like... Did you forget I can't read a map? I'm coming back to you, Bushka. <laughs> How will you find me? Mm-hmm. I'm get, follow the road and then follow the same road back. What <laughs> if I move? Are you telling me you're gonna move in the next eight hours? Shut the fuck up with that. I could need the toilet. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You've got money. Go rent a room. I'll get the captain. We'll be here in eight hours flat. Okay. I will never see you again. <laughs> you, you're gonna see me in eight hours, Bushka. My god sense is tingling. <laughs> you ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I've never killed an NPC you liked. But it's like, side what? eye, side <laughs> eye. Side eye. But he finally looks and he, he throws down four copper on the table and he goes, that's for the drink. I'm getting the horses now. I'm getting the horse now. I'm gonna go. horses, eh? Horses, no. He goes, I'm gonna grab my horse. I'll be back as soon as I can. I just don't trust this place. Finish your drinks. Go straight to bed. Or at least don't get in trouble. Don't cut your people's heads off. Okay? <laughs> don't do that weird <laughs> thing that you <laughs> You broke into my house. Like, what do you fucking think? You're gonna let him do that? No. Imagine the bull no, get the no, fucking horns, my guy. No. Yeah, look, that's, that's true. But the point that I'm making is, here I don't know how many people are actually loyal to the council. Okay? Mm. So all you gotta do is just play your cards carefully. I'm sure you can talk your way out of it. You're a very charismatic guy. <laughs> Hell, I know. Am I? Well, I'd like, to, I'd like to think so. Yo, yeah, man. My charisma's through the fucking roof. I would hope so. You're a paladin, <laughs> dude. Um, but, Good point. But he finally looks and he walks over and it's like the, you know, the, the clasp, like the, the elven clasp, you guys, that most yeah. elves do. Cause hand and he just goes, eight hours, maybe quicker. I'll see what happens. But I'll get here quick, okay? Hmm. Right. See you in eight hours. Eight mm. hours. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. And he postures up, pulls his daggers out of the table, <laughs> puts it back at the door, and you find he leaves. You're all in the tavern, but with friends, newfound friends, by yourselves waiting for a queue. One, underground, uh, under a cage, <laughs> waiting to see when they're going to bash someone next. And just a full-blown night in the corner. <laughs> just chilling. I don't even drink. Through all the raucous behavior. I realize we can go around and change this to fix well, the mood. Also, ask a question. When I cast Detect Poison and Disease, I can tell anything within, like, pretty much the room that's poisonous. Would there anything be, like, glowing to my... No, not in the room. No? 
Not immediately. <laughs> We're not in danger yet. <laughs> There's still As you, time. Yeah, yeah. There's, There's someone time. there with disease. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, give, give him a beer on the table. <laughs> Sorry, G. <laughs> Lungs lighting up like a Christmas tree. Uh, anyway, as your as your evening continues and you guys sink drinks, drink some water, and do whatever you do, just randomly out. Anyway, Zero, you don't hear this, but the rest of you do. My dearest compatriots, the next battle is about to begin. Kulka versus the White Vidor. If you're interested in observing a place in your beds, please follow me downstairs. You can't, you guys can't see where the voice is coming from. You can hear it, but you can't see it. Not the move, idiot. Want to go watch two people punch off? Why not? Let's go. As you guys stand up, it's a moment of like scanning to look, and you you see like a little bobbing bit, and as you move like through, you realize it's a little halfling man, like curly brown hair, um, some nice sashes and tunics, you know, looking a bit well off for a little town like this. And he's fine, he's got like a little pen and stuff, and you know, I'm assuming everyone in the immediate area is going to go, or... Yep. Yep, even that's going, lovely. Uh, you guys go to move... Uh, Daria, you hear this shout as well. What do you do? I'm not going to sit there. Fucking just because... Bloody, my mate told me to sit down, I go investigate. I told him I'd move. I guess better judgment. <laughs> I guess better judgment. You hear his voice like, don't fucking move. And the echo, you're like, yeah, nah. What's the noise? Yeah, no. <laughs> Loud noises. Um, like, when, seconds. like the, the halfway like, acknowledges you all. He's like, yes, thanks are welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, my Lord. They like this huge plate. Um, make a history check for me as you begin to walk down this little staircase. It was from a media glance. You guys couldn't see it when you walked in. It's a 10. Uh, with a 10? Even on a 10. You know these fight rings, unless they're sanctioned, are highly illegal. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and you know, like, there's definitely, like, displays of strength where, like, knights can go in with, like, training weapons and duel, but, like, downstairs of a tavern? Yeah, this ain't legit, G. <laughs> I'm awful good too, so I kind of hear like, yeah, like oh, ooh, illegal. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping down into a lower level, a small angle staircase leads you into what is truly a feat of craftsmanship for such a small little town. It's an inner sanctum built beneath the already existing tavern. Uh, thick wooden beams hold the roof above a loft, while the walls are peppered with a mismatching of bricks and stones. Uh, pavers have been laid down in a general walking area. Um, which are covered in dirt, spilled beer, and maybe something else that's not identifiable at a first glance. Mm. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Decent-sized bleachers sit around what at first looks like a small ring cut into the ground, but when you, like, glance, you realise it's a full pit cut into the earth. So this whole bit, like, cut so deep, it's, like, almost, like, how long did it take to build this under a structure that already existed? You start to question maybe if the pit was built first and then the tavern just happened to be built on top of it. It's a lot of questions are firing off and with the synapses, right? Uh, the ring itself is cordoned off by bollards with like thick chains, hopefully to prevent patrons from falling in. There's torches around the room, casting a, a lovely glow indeed, but it does make the room a bit hot and heavy. 
next to a healthy dose of raucousness in anticipation. You see a smaller bar, like a little makeshift like bar, being tended to by a, a younger woman, uh, apron, hair up, and sleeveless tunic, something a bit easier to move around, especially if like something of this caliber is going on. And you also see a individual behind the counter, behind the counter, another little table, it's right there as you guys walk into the stairs, uh, with individuals like aggressively like throwing coins down on the counter and making bets. And it was like, give me three gold on the white widow to win. And you hear one other guy is like, nah, fuck that, give me 10 on gold guard. And there's like people are changing bets and money's changing hands, like coppers and platinum's getting changed out for everything. And above all of that, you see a stone lectern that peers above the rest of the room with a torch with torches upon it that seem to give an underglow to whoever stands upon it. And there's a few people already down here, and the energy down here is palpable. You feel the excitement wash over you as you all move down the stairs. And the clientele here is about as diverse as it gets upstairs, but with the gleaming difference that those down here seem to be down here as to not be seen mingling with those upstairs. Um, a large man, there's a large man, dark-skinned, rigid-faced, with um, like a sleeveless red overcoat, and he's like adorned with gold chains. There's a, a small, like human man with like snow white hair tied into a ponytail but tan skin wearing nothing but pants and leather straps on his feet and next to him was like this brute of a man with this huge horned helm big bushy beard huge stomach and a massive stone hammer with like a like and you you know this straight away it's carved stone but the handle is a, like a tree root that has grown around it like this is something that is made for this guy and he looks strong and fucking big and then you see like there's two individuals at the bar like kind of robed up they probably don't want to be noticed as much but they are there in a green and a brown cloak and then amongst the rest are a, a multitude of like other ne'er-do-wells like they don't look like they don't look trustworthy but they're also wearing like just common clothes they're kind of around um Dara give me a perception check please man why is it always me uh, it's a 50, 14, sorry. 14, okay. Actually, you know what? Uh, you two and Hugo can make a perception check for me as well. You go first. No, you. I'll make it closer. 22. Nice. Damn. So that was perception, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So that is. Pass the tray around. Mm -hmm. 16. Damn. Uh, Voyage and Hugo, you guys, you've been moving around enough where even in a crowd of people, you know when like, people are watching you and you're scanning the rooms, your head's on a swivel and you are tall but you can't help but notice there's a couple of people looking like prolongingly. Um, and you guys move around and this ambient chatter and all that sort of stuff going on but immediately it does look like the fight's about to start for like maybe another minute or two what do you guys want to do is dog still out dog has definitely followed you all the way and no one really wanted to say anything or do anything about it because this dude looks pissed off <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be all like 
like, eh, you can have a nap now kind of thing, hold my hand out to him. Do you want to tell everyone at the table what it looks like when you call Dog back? So, holds a hand out to Dog, just gently kind of caresses the slobbery side of his face, <laughs> gets it all over his hand, but with a flash of, like, silvery-ish magic, Dog just kind of starts to fade away, and then his hands start to become tattooed with scales. Tight. Yeah. Nice. We love that. Pokemon. Get my cat, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is copyrighted. <laughs> That's why I'm DMCA'd first episode. <laughs> nah, but Thanks. yes. Very, very cool. Very cool indeed. And there are a couple of people just like, oh. And people are taking notice that there's, there's some magic going on around here. Um, anything else about you, Zeph? Are you doing anything immediately? Or Daria, any of you two doing anything immediately? Just gonna post up. Watch. Bro, I'm a golden retriever. Right? I'm just like, yo, let's do something. Whose owner just went away? Yeah, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> he has separation. I am so confused right now. And <laughs> all these noises. Excellent. My parole officer's gone. <laughs> Tell me not to move. I'm, I'm immediately gonna find a spot where I can see the pit pretty clearly. But not be like right in front of it either. It's I don't want to fall. I don't want to be pushed. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck the pit. I don't <laughs> want the mosh pit. I just yeah. want the sidelines where I can see down, see everything. So I'm just gonna beeline for the best viewpoint, I guess, bird's eye view. Lovely. In about five, six minutes, as like the bets get done, people are still chatting. There's a moment where there's like a like an iron. It's not even a bell it's like just iron getting hit like clang 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 and you hear this voice boom out as this woman stands up on the uh i keep it is that a plinth what what that technically is called i'll say it's a plinth i'm gonna use that word and she goes the bout is about to begin everyone please take up your viewing positions and the mood of the room instantly changes as everyone begins to shuffle and that is where we are going to take a break because we are breaking into the next section of this game. So everyone take five minutes, have a smoke break, and we'll see you guys when we get back. Thank you very much. Descended the stairs into this incredibly designed fight pit that's somehow been built below this infrastructure, this tavern, and it's quite shocking. There's a, a multitude of patrons around and all these particular folks. Let me just move in with these up there. Um, no, sorry. And there. And you guys are all taking up your positions. So we're all gonna get everyone to pick where our peeps are and we are gonna move them where they need to be and you'll get to see your miniatures and everyone else will get to see the miniatures. Zero, you are currently away where you need to be. You will come out in due time. But in the meantime, uh <laughs> Oh, I get it now. Oh 
Hugel. Wow. It took me so long to catch on to what the fuck is happening. Hugel and Voyage. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Right, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Hugel and Voyage, where cage. do you guys want to be? Because you're right next to each other. Hugel's going to go straight up to the bookie. The bookie. Right. Oh. Is that where you're going to stand for the time being? Yeah. Right. So Hugel is... um. Is our beautiful little boy, oh, little Hugel, right there. Um, Voyage, where would you be? Not far behind the little flower. Alrighty, there's our other beautiful boy. Oh, bless. We love that. I'm gonna pop right Prettiest there. two in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, Daria, where would you have gone? Daria? Right, Daria. Oh, Daria. Yeah, Daria. Angsty teen girl. Anyway, where, where would Daria be? Great show, by the Great way. show. Fantastic um, show. Bro, I'm going to be oblivious to everything just stand right next to the ring. Like, just in the middle. Like, just... What do you reckon, around? There? Like, by the cage. Like, by the... Yeah, the chain, sorry. Yeah, sure. You can be just right... Just waltzes right in the room. He's you like, can be Ugh! right up against it. You get <laughs> curious. <Yeah>, nice! Let's <laughs> have fun! And Zeph, where would you like to be? We're all friends, huh? You see that? You see where no one else is? The stairs? Yes. That, that everyone came in on? Yes. My safety's... Let me sit at the bottom of the stairs yeah. and annoy you oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. This is also... Day. So here is our Voidaria as well for, like, cameras and stuff. He's a heavily plated lunar elf, so he's a bit pale with some tinges of colour to his cheeks. But That's he's, right. He's an armoured boy. <laughs> and Zeph, our Ooh. changeling Man, I weapon. love this mini so much. Right there. Right there. Uh, shout out to Luke Studios. <laughs> That's where everyone's going to be. And as you all kind of found where you wanted to be, you heard the announcer yell, the battle's about to begin. Everyone, please take up your viewing positions. So there's a bit of um, preamble as everyone moves along to get ready to <coughs> go watch and sit where they want to sit. So you guys have got about you know a minute and a bit to do anything you need to do before the bow begins. Hugo walk straight up and he'll put down two copper and say, I'll bet this on the favourite, and if you need any healing services, I am available for hire. You see the um the dwarven man behind the bar uh, the, the bookie counter goes, Well that wouldn't be a bad idea, you know. Most times we just use potions and medicine, but a healer wouldn't be too bad. We don't want people dying if we can avoid it, you understand? I'm cheaper than a potion. Excellent. You can just go stand by the chain then, you There was a joke in there. boy. <laughs> you. <laughs> Bailey's gone. <laughs> We've lost him. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Excellent. Um, sorry, what was, uh, what did you put down, sorry? It was... Two copper. Two. On the favourite. Oh, that didn't go the way I wanted to. Uh, uh, two... Lovely. Uh, what about you, Voyage? Are you doing anything or are you just hanging tight? Um, look, I'll probably get a little bit closer, but I'm not going to go and, you know, lean on the chain like <laughs> some people are doing. <laughs> just wait. go suss it out. You went to what happens. Definitely. So, you say about maybe here, like between some people and the open gap? Yeah, roughly there. You dare say yes. But he does kind of like side-eye you a little bit that you've just gambled. Each to their own. <laughs> um, Zeph, anything you want to do? I will not bet. 
I'm just here to observe, but I think I will squidge closer to where the, like, um, just, yeah. Uh, what are they called? Bleachers? Bleachers. Yeah, bleachers. Yeah. bleachers. Just scooch then, yeah. pretty much leaning against it sort of thing, doesn't want to sure. sit down. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to make no, no role necessary for you guys to observe uh, where the particular individuals have all gone, basically where the miniatures are, are where everybody is. You still see the um, uh, Voyage and a Hugo, I believe it was, that rolled really high on the perception check. The, these two cloaked figures are still there. Um, the short fella and his big friend and the fella in the overcoat um, that were like, they definitely stand out. Like, they're more like, they look like travellers, whereas the other people look like common folk. So they stand out, but the common folk are all, there's raucous behaviour and laughing and drinking and they're all betting and there's like a hush as eventually uh, the room quietens down as the uh, human woman stands back up on the plinth, the stand, I guess. Pardon me, I shouldn't have drunk that energy drink. I apologise. Welcome guests and tolerated acquaintances to our second bout for the evening. Our newest contender, the White Widow, has opted to take another fight against our very own Kulga the Crusher. And there's a bit of a, oh yeah, you know, like a polite clapping. Everyone's trying to be a bit modest um, when it comes to what's going on. Oh, I just realized I didn't get a mini for Kulga the Crusher. No. Okay. Someone pull out the jelly beans. There's some random fighters in that town. Yes, absolutely. Oh my god, this is professional as, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was meant to grab it. I knew I forgot my, my orc boy. Yes. Cool guy. It's meant to be an orc, but now we're going to change it. So we're going to see what happens. We can just use our imagination. Yeah, there's like double batches of like fighting looking folk in there. Yeah. Imagination. Imaginations. Yeah. This guy will do. Right there, this chap. Alright, we'll keep it back here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, someone got it. So yes, the crowd goes into uh, applause and, and some in booth. just don't care. Um, now from what I've been made aware, there's been a few travellers that have been brought in this evening, so we'll give you a rules lay down so that you don't have to catch up, okay? And there's some polite laughter. Ooh, that's me. The fight begins as a physical fight only, hands and grapples only, inciting a break, a broken bone those who don't know, is an instant win for whoever broke the bones of the other. If one chooses, they can call the battle to bloodshed and, well, I think we all know what happens there. Nice polite giggle among the crowd. Crowd participation is prohibited. Please remain outside the ring. Do not throw things in if you can avoid it. She looks to a couple of the chaps in the stand. They'll look a bit sheepish. All right. If there's nothing else to do, let's fight whole room goes up and it becomes a a whole thing and let's go to um let's go to combat okay let's play some combat music here we go hugo quickly just ducks back to the dwarf which one did i bet on <laughs> <laughs> he said the favorite i don't know who i'm yeah, actually I'm sure I'm that too. I like, <laughs> I'm like, have a favorite? you know what buddy let's see what happens <laughs> he's not even quite sure like, he kind of just took your money and just was like gonna roll with it but now you've brought it to his attention he's like <laughs> now there's a you know the raucous behaving the laughter and the screaming and you start you all hear this as like chain begins getting tugged as the gates of the great parts come up 
this map built by Sebi. Thank you very Ooh. much. Very good. We love it. See the full build on Seb makes stuff. Yes! <laughs> and just for the cameras, here's our gal right there. A beautiful little gunslinger. Look at it. Very pleased with that. I'm not that good of a painter, so bear with me. But Zero, as you saunter into the ring, do you want to describe how you walk in? Um, she walks in confident, but not cocky. So she strides in with a purpose. She starts rolling the shoulders, does a neck crack, and then... <laughs> Jesus. And immediately the hands go up and she she's just ready right. for That's the, the one. Go. That's the one I bet on. And you, and you, you find you look right yours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, do you want to describe um the kit? Because we kind of glazed over yes. but we didn't really go over it. Describe so, the kit. Obviously, she's taken the weapons away. Um, she's left the leather... You still have your weapons because if the fight gets called to bloodshed, sorry, it's up to you. Do you oh, want to have... Okay. If the call, if the fight gets called to bloodshed, that's where it gets weapons drawn in there. It's just about mercilessly hurting the other person. So she's, ta- she's, taken, the ri- she's taken the rifle off. Okay. Um, she's not risking that getting damaged at all, but she has left the pistols on. She's gotten rid of the cape, gotten rid of the glasses, but she's wearing, she's got like a sort of a, a I think it's called like a poet's blouse, where it's got the poofy kind of like. Oh, the poofs, yeah. Yeah. Um, with, the blouse, eh? Yeah, with the, um, the leather chest piece. Um, she's got like a real hefty belt, like she normally carries quite a bit on there. Um, and she's got the leather pants and the boots. The boots are covered in gunk and blood. She's got blood like all up, all up her arms. Um, you can see that obviously she's not had a chance to really clean her stuff from the last several days. So at the moment, everything's kind of got like dark splattered stains on them from blood that's dried and not been washed out. Um, she's looking a bit worse for wear at the moment. A bit She's normally used to a bit of a clean job and she's kind of getting... She's kind of had a bit of a rough time here, but she's all for it. Lovely. And as you all see this pale elven uh, woman walk into the ring, um, Zef, you kind of get like a ping off. You're like, I think that's the one. <laughs> I think that's what I'm looking that's for. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one right there. Um, but we do... Love it. And then you guys watch as the other gate also comes up at the same time and there's like this ominous like... And this just hulking monster of an orc walks out. Um, Leathers, long bit of like a tunic going on. Bald head, big tusk. One tusk completely cracked like in half with a steel like iron cap on it. So it's like still like it can't be broken anymore than it already is. And like looks big, like you know, that big furrowed brow, arms like cannons, like a mere commoner getting punched by this dude would probably drop dead plus change. So there's <laughs> um yep. about, Yeah, basically. That's what Hugo's doing after picking you for the bet. Should have waited. There it is. Okay. I had to look for some stuff. Um, but you find as Coolgar, the Coolgar the Crusher, walks into the ring with you. And as you guys are like kind of standing face to face, he goes, I'm real sorry, lady, but I have to win. And like his whole neck breaks. <laughs> She's still got her arms up and she just shrugs. Don't apologize to me. 
apologize to your dentist when I give you a matching fucking tooth on the other side. Oh. Excellent. Bing! Bell rings. Let's fight. This is not an initiative-based combat. Well, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. I have homebrewed this system. This is a fighting system for fight pits. I haven't had a chance to test it, but we're going to wing it out on the go and just Let's see what happens. It. And I hope everyone enjoys it. So, uh, we are going to roll for initiative. You may use your strength modifier or your dex, basically, whether you want to be fast or you want to hit hard. So, okay. is this everyone or just? No, just the two that are in the ring. Now, I do have an um, advantage on my initiative. Can I use that for this? Yes, you can. Okay. Any initiative bonuses still here? 16 for the first, 3 for the second. So, um,. Uh, the it'll be a 19 then okay lovely I'm just pulling up the character sheet because I'm a professional uh. so you're gonna go first oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> lovely so strikes you may make as many strikes as you can make attacks in a normal battle circumstance I believe as a level 5 fighter you get 2 yes so basically you're getting like 2 jabs in I'm gonna that, action surge that so also that. applies to your action surge which means you can get 4 punches off yeah. You may also use a bonus action to take another strike um, while you are while you have your opponent in a takedown. It's known as dropping bombs, which is you dropping an elbow on them while they're down. Okay. So basically, it's you roll a d20 plus your your strength or your dex modifier and plus your proficiency bonus. So okay. we'll basically continue the rules on as we go. So yeah. make your Beautiful. strikes. I'm going for fast, not hard. Um, oh. What'd you get? Nat one for my first. So that comes to a total of seven for my first hit. Um, okay. I'm imagining that doesn't make uh, it. What was it again, sorry? Seven for the first no, one. No, unfortunately it doesn't. <coughs> okay. Um, that's 12 for the next one. Both miss, Shit. unfortunately. So as you instantly rush in, and it's like one of those things where it's like you come in with the left, as most good boxers will, and throw a jab, he just puts his shoulder up. And both, just cops them, like eats them both. Okay, but you get action surge, so. Yeah, okay, that's a lot better. Next one is gonna be 23. That's gonna hit. Beautiful. And remember, if you do action surge, you get two. You get your full attack move. Yeah, okay, do you want me to roll damage as I go? Um, If you want to, yeah. Yeah, well, um, so what what am I doing for. So, for damage, it's on a hit, you roll a d4 plus the modifier they're using, so strength or dex. Yeah, alright, beautiful. Oh wait, nope, that's not a d4. In a perfect world, that would have been a nice fucking dice to use. Okay, so that's... So it's just what I roll plus my um, dex... Um, plus my yes. Dex. Yeah, so yeah. that's six damage on the first one. Oh, beautiful, this die is doing me way better. Um, then it's 21 on the next one. So 29 to hit on the, the second one. 21. Sorry. Oh, 21, sorry. Yeah, yeah cool. So you throw the first two, so jab, punch in. Korgar puts his shoulder up and goes, and because you're realising that he's just using the meaty side of his arm to catch it, you just step in, and it's just two rights, straight up the chin. Boom, oh, boom! And he just fucking... And you hear, like, his teeth clack, like... Because he wasn't reading the punch <laughs> in the head. It's not good. Um, the damage for the second one is another six. Crazy. So already, because you were so fast to get in... First two punches bounce off his arm, and the next two, you cop him in, like, the soft palate and the bit between, like, the neck and the chin throat, like where the Adam's apple is, and you just, and it's fast. Bang, bang. And instantly there's, like, a... As, like, his windpipe closes yeah. for that second. 
He's not looking good because you've already taken out the thing he needs to breathe, which is his <laughs> windpipe. And you see there's a little bit of, like, bile and, like, blood coming out the side of his mouth where it's, like, something has ruptured in there that's not good. Ooh. So he's not doing well. Um, but that's your turn, correct? Yes. Lovely. Oh, I'm ready to have my shit rocked. <laughs> so, well, we'll, we'll see. You know, like... Um, so, Coolgar, in his haze, let's go and just throws... Uh, what's he get here? He just throws one big, massive right hook. So we're going to see what happens here. Did you someone bring a blankie? My new dice from Bree. This man got put me to sleep. Uh, we'll see. Uh, what's okay, this? I have a cape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they better not be in that 20 gene. Shit, dude. Oh. Uh-huh. But he rolled like fucking doggy dude, so you're lucky. Um, you get hit for eight points of damage as because oh. you were already down low doing the uppercut, Coolgar comes with an overhand right and just punches you clean across the chin. Bang! And it hits, and it rock. you've been hit pretty hard and probably by people a lot worse, but it still fucking was yeah. not nice. And he did roll in that 20, so it was, um, oh. but shit, that D4 system is what saves it, so. Um... That goes back to initiative on you. So remember, you can do strikes or you can attempt to initiate takedowns. And remember, you can use a bonus action to also continue to strike. Um, how, could you please explain an, um, an, uh, initiating a takedown? So a player can initiate a takedown or a grapple check using at least one free hand, which obviously you have both. Uh, you try to seize the target by making a grapple check instead of an attack roll, which is uh, strength ath athletics check contested by the target's athletics or dexterity. Uh, the target chooses which one they get to use. You succeed automatically if the target is incapacitated, which he is not. If you succeed, you subject the target to the grapple position. Uh, the grapple condition, rather. <laughs> the condition specifies the things that end it, and you can release the target whenever you like, no action required. Um, and escaping a grapple doesn't matter because you're the one trying to initiate it. So basically, it's like you sprawl out and try to go for a particular thing. You can take them down or... Not, not off of those stats. No. Okay, um, does a, does a 15 hit? Yes. Oh, thank fuck. I'm just gonna, I'll just roll on both and roll damage afterwards. Okay, um, does a 13 hit? Yes, it does. Excellent, okay. Incredible. All right. So, first one's five damage. And next one's six damage. Zero, knock this dude out. <laughs> Yes! Um, he didn't have a lot of hit points, but that was the stat block that I picked. So guess what? You know, play that shit rules as written. <laughs> um, after he comes in and, like, gives her a really clean hook, um, she kind of obviously sways with it, and after that she, like, looks over and readjusts her jaw and she's pissed off, and she comes in for a low lean and darts forward, and she just comes for an uppercut, and once it connects, she comes around for a left hook and just rocks it right in the temple. Sure, sure, absolutely. So it's it's the quickest fist fight you've ever seen. For those in attendance watching, this is a brute who you, you can tell normally gets the job done just by being there without having to do anything. But that is a woman that is probably punched on with guys twice the size and probably hit a lot harder than that. And in about 12 seconds flat, it's just... And then you just watch this dude stiffen up, and he just hits the deck, and he's out cold. 
snore, like, and like he's got like big tusks underbite, like he's snoring. <laughs> he's, like, he's just like he's out, like just fucking bad. Instantly, the room fucking goes up. It's more booze than it is cheers. The people here in attendance don't particularly care for you because you are a stranger. And it is not looking good. I want everyone immediately that is not zero to make a perception check, please. Google's the only one. While they're rolling, whilst everyone's booing, Zero kind of like looks around and starts like pointing into the crowd, like, You want to fucking boo me? Why don't you get in here, huh? You're fucking booing. Why don't you get in here then if you hate it so much? You sound so much like my ex girlfriend. Is wow. The trauma. I'm sorry to bring that up for you. Lovely. Unnatural 20. Oh, dirty 20, yeah? 23. Jesus! Dara, what'd you get? Oh, perception. Uh, 15. 15, yeah. cool. Yeah, sorry. What about that? Sorry. Started playing my dice, though. Now. Right, so. You guys watch. Between all the raucous behaviour and the cheering and the booze, you hear like. Some bottles started to come in, like Zero having to like sidestep as like weird mugs and shit are coming in, people are getting mad. Voyage, uh, Zeph, and basically everyone but Dari, like Daria, <laughs> Daria, you're looking in the ring, you're just like, this fucking rules, bros. <laughs> she killed that dude. <laughs> like you're loving it. You guys, it's the room that triggers you to look, and you're like, oh, this is bad. And between all the raucous behavior going on here, the first thing you notice, these two guys do not look happy. And the big guy jumps in. And just off the bat, he's just going to make a swing at you. I'm yeah, going to pull, go pull out some sheets. Oh, sheets in here, jeez. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, question. Yo. I also have a question. As we've seen this, is there any way for us to shout... Possibly loud enough over the crowd to get her to look behind her? Yes. So it's not going to do anything mechanically to yeah. impose anything bigger, but you have been alerted to it. Yeah. So we're going to see what happens. Oh, for the my as well. This is uh, one of the oh. breakable chains if you want that to work. Uh... Yes. Oh, yes. This, this absolute barrel-chested dude just runs through the chain and it breaks. <laughs> Does my message that I sent you... No, it doesn't count. No, because it was an issue for her, not for you. I appreciate the hustle, though. <laughs> <laughs> my, my boy, fuck it, I'm ready. Like, I'm keen. But I tell you what, because... So, because he's watching. I know, but it doesn't count if I don't announce it for it to happen. But what I'll allow it to do is you can get advantage on your first roll. How about that? So you don't feel so bad. But that's never going to fly again. I was prepped to back your shit up, Scott. <laughs> it's a sentiment. Yeah. Counts, I appreciate that. Um, I'm not watching all the illegal stuff. I've been ready to. <laughs> the first one's going to miss, but uh, 16 plus 3 is going to hit, right? Yes. Alrighty. Um, What's he got for fists? It's a giant hammer, dude. Oh. You, well, I mean, there's your fucking answer. Well, that's okay. If he's pulling out weapons, then... Wow. Yeah. You get hit for five. You rolled double ones on 2d12s. Thank fuck for that. So you get hit for five. I mean, it's still not great, but... Could have been worse. And you know what? It's about to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that, 
the whole room explodes because now it's turning into a bad fight and everyone needs to roll for initiative right now. So you get to roll again. Okay. Hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, 25 to 20. Uh, oh, uh, 23. 20. What 21. the fuck do you guys have going on? You got 21. Yeah. 23, 21, 20. Jesus. Man. That's some bullshit. What's your fucking bonus on your initiative, guys? Holy uh, shit. Mine's 3, but I roll a 19. 19 to 15. For 17. And that's just <laughs> flat. Uh, I don't uh, get that bonus. 14 to 10? <laughs> Damn. 9 to 5? Working nine to five. 4 to 0? <laughs> you, can, you can get a zero. Or oh, you can get a negative yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, shit. Okay, two, one, two, three. Just four, holding true. Voyage. His character. Three, four, five. Look, so, someone's going to be last off the mark. Okay, and I'm just going to quickly get some HP down so I can track some stuff because I'm not that smart. Alrighty. No, I'm the one I man. Don't know why I'm seeing that now. <laughs> I'm probably about to be one eyed. Alrighty. Yeah, back up again. Oh, I was gonna say you might want to reach up that, but I am standing up. I just had to do tracking stuff. So, incredibly, I don't know what I expected. Zero, you act first. So, what do you want to do? You've just had this app, this stone hammer swing up and crash you in the ribs. Whole room is just up in disbelief. Shit's going on. What do you want to do? Um, with the momentum of the hit, she'll use that to swing around and immediately both the pistols come out and she's not taken kindly to this. Shit. Um, oh... Nat one on the first roll. Uh, you know your first pistol misfires on a nat one, even on automatics. Oh sh <laughs> So you find so you find you shoot with the <coughs> left hand and there's there's just gunk and dirt in there from wrestling in the ground and yeah. just and the, the ball doesn't go off. Um you just hear oh fuck and then she pulls out the other one, roll nineteen! Yeah! Alright, um let me just my apologies, I was not prepared. Um here we go. Oh wait, no, 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 no! Ignore that, ignore that. I was that was a roll to hit. Um, so we've got two d eight. Oh yeah, nineteen definitely hits. By the way. Okay. Jesus. Uh, that is uh, ten damage. Fuck off the bat. So you turn around and like yeah, first gun sizzle, fuck, and you already can hear Singbeer just grilling you in the back of your mind. He just and you pull the second one up, and it's just, where do you think you go for? If you're drawing it from the hip to go, where do you think that first shot's going to go? Um, what kind of armour is this? He's got nothing, just his shirt. Pure belly out, chest out, just pants. Uh, going for a nice easy shot that's going to do damage right to the heart. So as you shoot, pull the trigger, you guys get fucking deafened. Like, you all know what cannons sound like, but this is like a cannon in the palm of her hand. None of you have seen something like this before. Flintlock pistols, yeah, but this thing looks nothing like that. Barrel rotates over, click, and it shoots. It's just off. You're still reeling from that shot to the ribs, and it just picks this, like, big chunk of it off his peck, and he winces from a point fifth of a second and just looks, and through the helmet, just... 
<laughs> Lovely. Uh, do you have anything else you want to do? Um. Oh, let me just double check. Um. What I'm gonna do is, I think there's not much I can do with my bonus action, so I'm going to. Uh, use my movement to get some distance between us. Where do you um, want to go? Because um, basically from where you are in the centre, it's 15 feet either direction. I'm going to jump back towards um, the hall. Uh, like, uh, So she's going to start like following herself. Yeah. Yep, so that's 15. Uh, he is going to make a reaction opportunity attack to try and get you on the way out. Oh, fuck. Um, okay, well, no, I've already done it, so i got to stick with it. You want to stick with it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, 15 plus 5, dirty 20. Yeah. Um. Not the calculator. Yeah, dude. We're all gonna die. Let me make sure I put that right, hang on. 22 points of damage as the hammer comes back and hits you in the back. As you spin. So it's a very sluggish hit. And it's just a but it does kind of give you like a push in the right direction, but you are like launched in and it fucking hurts. She's not looking good. You're not looking good at already? All. Yeah. Already? Damn. What do you mean? You just did 22 points of damage yeah. on my level five fighter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I rolled really well. I'm sorry. I swear on God, I checked these on a fight calculator to make sure I don't fucking kill everyone. But we'll see what happens. Shit, it's not G. everyone. It's just me. It's just me, G. Um, but that's your turn, I'm assuming. Yes. Next up, Hugel with Zeph on deck. The magic you man! 22. No, you got 22. Yes. You got... Yeah. No, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, hang on, you were yeah. the one. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Right. I'm learning. <laughs> Hugo's kind of obviously confused, has no idea what's going on, so he's gonna sort of have a quick look around the room, see if anyone else looks like they're gonna be jumping in. Make a perception check. I'm not gonna yeah. let this be your action. Um, Dahlia standing there. <laughs> 18. 18? Uh, off the bat, obviously Big Fella jumped in, broke the chain. His friend looks pretty antsy. These two chaps over here have taken notice and are looking and... The gentleman in the red coat also looks like he's ready to get a bit toey. I'm going to cast Bang on Excuse this dude, you. this dude, and probably that guy because he's within range. So they've got to make Jesus charisma saving throws, and if not, they minus a d4 to any attack rolls or saving throws in the future. Oh, no. <laughs> Take that. Why would any of these guys be charismatic? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always get the charisma. Some of those thieves would have the charisma. She's my bet. I don't think you're going to touch her. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I want my cop. I want my coppers. That's right. Uh, what do they have to beat? Uh, Fourteen. So the sledgehammer guy fails, but you see these two. They look and they like wince for a moment, like something's burrowing into their head, and they shake it off. The Shorter bloke is like trying to look around and pick up who's doing what, but he can't really seem to pick it in the kerfuffle. But the big bandit captain, I guess he'll quickly make a perception check and see what happens. Big uh, bandit captain. Man. I haven't got names for him. I just call them what they what they look like. Um, no, can't pick out. They can't pick out what's happened. Um, but that didn't work unfortunately. But the big uh, big hammer dude, 
Uh, you felt that go. He did not do right. So that's concentration up to a minute. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so that, uh, every time he makes an attack, he's got a minus a d4, right? Yep. So you roll that every time that he makes an attack. Okay, sweet. So when, when he attacks, you have to roll it. So keep that bad boy locked yep. and loaded. Anything else you want to do? Um, there's nothing else I can do. So still, no. still got your movement. You want to move anywhere around? Anything like that? I might come around. Actually, no, I'm going to stay about where I am so there's yep. no one behind me that I'm not really sure what they're doing. Okay. Cool, sounds good. Uh, Zephyrus, that is you. Alright, so from where I'm standing, I'm assuming I can see directly um, the big axe. Yeah, you've literally got, you've got a line of sight up. You can see everybody, like realistically from where you are here. If you're standing right on the corner of the bleacher, you've got the whole room, you're fine. Good spot. Alright, so I'm going to grab one of my daggers and just see if I can throw it at big boy. At Sledgehammer dude? Yep. Yeah, cool, grab for it. That is, so seven plus six. Yeah, that hits, dude. Yeah, that okay, is. Sweet. Seven plus six. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's one d four. Which one's Um. Spiky boy. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rule. You are gonna get sneak attack on this. Sneak attack. Because you're throwing from a distance above him. He has no idea. He's just bashing your arrow on the back with a hammer. Yep. So you're gonna get your d6s for sneak attack on that. D6. For sure. Come on, my pretty girls. Let's... Four plus three, so that's seven. How many d6s do you get for sneak attack? D6 for sneak. Um, you should get. Four, you should get. You should get two. At least two or three. Because you're level five. And it's on top of your actual... It's on top of your D4. D4 yeah. as well. So your sneak attack is bonus on top of what you're already supposed to do. So you're going to do some real damage here. I'm just trying to because I've not made yeah. a rogue before. This is truly roguish behaviour. <laughs> Marker when you need it. Marker knows everything about yeah, rogues. I hate it so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is plus 13 to hit. <laughs> cool, G. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, is that I a get two more. Sneak attack? Is Six dice yes. later? Yeah. Yes. So wait, what was my first one? Four. four. Yeah, four. so four. Seven. Plus three. Plus. So seven. So four, yeah. four. And then. That's another four. Twelve, and you can still roll your d4. And you still get to add your d4 on top of that. So twelve plus. Yeah, rogues do stupid damage if their fucking target is isolated. What is that? What is that? That's a three. That is a three. Three? So that's fifteen. Nice! Um, add plus your um, base. Damage? Oh, no, 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 sorry. I'm thinking wrong. My, my apologies. So that's with a fucking dagger. Yeah. Jeez. Bro, daggers do like four damage. Yeah, so it's like, like, it's like a d4 dead. plus one. Plus three. Yeah. Plus three. For me. So that was 15 in total altogether. Excellent. So this. No, no, no. No, no, no. 12 just... plus 15 plus three. 18 damage. Yes, yeah. 18, yeah. yeah. Wait, hang on. Where, where the 12 plus got, 15 come from? You've got the d4 for the no, roll, you've got the three, and then you've got the 12. So there's oh, a four, a four, a four, a three, and a three. Four, 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 three, three. Eighteen. Eighteen, okay. There we go. I can math. Much the better. The math was mathing this time. <laughs> Don't Excellent. ask me, I'm just a retail worker. Yeah, retail worker. I feel that in my soul. You've for change on my computer. Please tell me how much change. <laughs> no, I load trucks for a living, man. So it's all good. I drive a fourth lift and just look at books. It's all good. <laughs> But it's this, it's this moment where, like, Voyage, where you are, and Dario and Hugo, like, as you guys are watching, it's, you hear it before you see it, it's like a, 
and this gnarly, like, straight dagger, no cross guard or anything, just lodges right in the fatty bick of this dude's neck. Just a and, and, like, instantly just as he, like, starts bleeding, going through his beard, his bleached, like, his pure white beard, yeah, instantly just red. So when blood hits snow, it's not good, like, bad. And he's, and, like, trying to figure out what's happening. That sucked. Um, (laughs) What else do you want to do? You still have your bonus action or anything of the like? Um, Jesus Christ. I just watched those numbers go down. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Sweet, sweet revenge. Every time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hide. Make a stealth check. Okay. That one. (laughs) Oh, man. She's in the walls. She's in the walls. She's in the goddamn walls. So that's 11 plus 9, so 20. (sighs) She's fucking invisible. Yeah, look, that, that beats everyone's passive, even in combat sense. You're fine, dude. So just instantly, you're just like... <sighs> just, like you under s- the bleachers. Yeah, you skulk into the bleachers and like just hanging through. You so can like, see anything. <laughs> it's a shot of people's feet panning as you just see this bleached white hair and golden skin cruise through under people's feet. Insane. <laughs> is that all you want to do? Yes. Next is the, the sledgehammer, dude. Um... He's watching Zero book it. I don't think he wants to go and chase you because that's a tight space and I don't think he wants to be in there. Do it. Yeah, I'm baiting you. I got your back. You baiting me? I'm baiting you. Do you want him to bite? Come into this tight little space. Well, you're not even in there yet. Well, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? No, I think in this circumstance, he wants to get back. I think he's going to want to get back out to where he knows he's better off and he's going to try and get back up to his homeboy. So that would be, he's going to make an athletics or acrobatics, you reckon? Acrobatics, let him do a flip, bro. Let's see if he can do the acrobatics. And that's just he's climbing the broken chains or something, you know, trying to pull his way up. Is acrobatics text? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know right now. This guy's, this guy's got a negative one. <laughs> so we're gonna, oh! you know, what? I'll, I'll roll in front of the. T- I'll roll in front of the table. Chunky boy, leave him alone. I'll roll in front of the table. Go. Oh. Oh. oh! oh! oh yeah. Nine, dirty, twenty. But no, minus, minus one. So minus eight, one. Oh. You don't have that back, please. That's still uh, no good. So you watch. <laughs> <laughs> so you watch. He just turns around and just jumps with like. I'd say he got stabbed on the right side to the left side and with his meaty arm just hoists himself up. This race of a fairy. You hear the, like, the wood creaking like, <laughs> and like he like, gets himself up. But that's like easily like 20 feet. He can't really move around. But he doesn't want to be. He wants to be next to his friend. That's his whole turn. He's not going to throw his hammer. He doesn't have any funky stuff. He's just a big dude with a big stick. So that's yeah, pretty yeah. fine. I know that feeling. Daddy, that's you. <laughs> How did you move like that? Daddy just stares at the dude and fucking impressed. Yeah, like, <laughs> you what I, mean, we, I don't have to come to you now. Well, you're here. So, uh, but. Oh, you fact, fuck. I fact, remembered. No. I have a nifty little ability called Starlight Step, which means I can fucking basically teleport anywhere in 30 feet, wherever I can see. So, yeah, bro. There's, as, <laughs> man, I could whoop the shit out of anyone in this room, and they cannot do anything. Alright, what do you want to do? I'm gonna square up with the big dude. Who like? So if you start, I literally just like fucking appear in front of him, like 
<laughs> well, it, uh, there, it puts you in a precarious situation there, but I will allow you to be in the middle of them if you want to jump straight in the middle. I need to assess the situation, my guy. If you start like step right in the middle of them. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? That's his friend. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, that's all good. Okay. Good shit. I can, I can take that. Back, back in your seat. Tell me yeah, what you want to do. I'm about to get Spartan kicked in <laughs> Well, you weren't heavy. That's what heavy plate will get you. So we'll see what happens. Oh. What do you want to do? You just, you just go on. It's like this moment where you fade into, like, cosmic dust, and then and you appear right in the middle of them and it catches them for a second. Yeah, Fuck, you can get advantage. You can get advantage on that. You go, advantage on both your attacks if you want to attack them. Because that shit was just cool. Now you will fight me. I'm loosey-goosey like that. Cool. Um, <laughs> no, that big dude got absolutely blitzed in the throat, eh? Uh, yeah, he's still... There's a, just a, there's a whole-ass knife just sticking out of his neck, bubbling out of the mouth and out of the wound. Can I have... Oh, Man, this is the hardest thing. It's like, how can I gauge how like hurt this dude is? <laughs> oh, because I was like legit gonna rip that thing out of his. And throat. I need it back too, please. Just, <laughs> but um, it's fine. I will. Um, you're not even close to me now, are you? No. Fuck you, ran. About thirty feet, bro. I was gonna heal you, cast sanctuary well, on you. Not, you were gonna be. She's eat. not like she's she's not even in the cage yet. She's just sort of just before the entryway. 30 feet. I definitely can't touch you, right? No. Well, mm. I mean, fucking problem solved. <laughs> I mean... Um... Sheesh, I didn't really think this through. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my brain. I can't zero being cool with some giant dude just coming up and trying to touch me anyway. Let's be pets, probably get shot. <laughs> These hands ready to eat for everybody! <laughs> Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna look at the big dude and I'm gonna square up with my sword. Okay. As I do. And I. Sword and shield, right? You got both? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna stabby stab, not smashy smash. Um, Why not both? Why not we have both? Well, get our left off. Uh, oh, wait. Do we roll? Yeah, roll to attack. <laughs> Seven. That's not bad, but I can I can attack twice. Right? Yeah, roll your second attack because that was fucking atrocious. So you find the first one. It's just the landing of the of the, the starlight step. Fifteen. That hits. Ha! Yes. Right. Now, to add a bit of oomph to that hit, <laughs> I'm going to add on my divine smite to that. So first, I will roll my damage, which is. That was a D20. Yeah, that's a D20. <laughs> we wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. How good would that be? This is not kids on verbs, man. <laughs> oh, bro. Hmm. That's, not, that's a D8, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's five. And then yours. What's your smart again? Uh, I'll get there. Everyone's playing new classes. The yeah, whole it's, thing. yeah, it's... We'll, 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 get, we'll get the hang of it. Eyes and spells, that's fine. You've got exactly... Five episodes to get your shit together. That's fair. No, I, I kid. I love a timely deadline. Uh, yeah. There's a divine smite in there somewhere that lets me add uh, damage to my actions, which I'm gonna find in the spell right now. I'm gonna look. It's it won't be in your spells. It'll be in your. It'll be in your. Uh, it's in other. Sorry, divine yeah. smite. When you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can expend one spell slot to deal two d8 radiant damage as well. 
So two yen on top of that. Roast it. Yes. That lawful being like, don't break the rules. Yeah. <laughs> you broke it. Stop. You violated the law. <laughs> <laughs> That's a eight total, my friend. So blue plus the two purples. What is that? Eight in total. Eight in total? Yeah. Okay. My boy didn't do much. I'm just here for show. You rolled eight though. What's your base damage? Few uh, no. Uh, that's yeah. seven. Uh, no, that's easy. Oh yeah. Sorry. So the one? blue one is whatever the blue one rolled plus two, and then your two d8s for your smite. Hold on. So what did the blue dice roll? Plus the two, which is a five. So it's an eight, sorry, not a seven. Not a so it was eight. Yeah. Okay, that is all good. Um, so, sword comes up, and then there's just a moment where everyone gets blinded, both. And it's like this white, and just. And this huge sword comes down, chops this dude in the peck, and even you hitting him with everything that's happened, you realize that this is a chunky guy. Like, he's just built. Different. <laughs> we may need to reassess the situation. You can immediately, without having to roll, realize that it's getting very antsy in here. Those that are fighting are fighting, and everyone around is freaking out. Yeah. So you don't know how long this is going to drag on for, or if it's going to drag on till everyone's dead. But something's happening. So it's definitely going. I don't know why I'm fighting. I'm just fighting now. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw oh, I started off shooting to hit this guy, and yeah. I took it. Someone broke like, rules. Yeah. Like, no, no. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> like literally. Oh, where is Yuri? <laughs> he's on a horse. Man, I sure hope he's okay. <laughs> you better not move. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's my turn done, bro. Yes, I, I all good. Oh god, my computer's like. Oh Jesus. That wasn't what I wanted at all. Lovely. So. Big dude in the red coats, gonna go. Step down and down, so that's five, ten. You're hidden from him, mm-hmm. which means him moving gets a reaction opportunity attack where you can slash him in the ankles. Yeah. Do you want to slash him in the ankles? Yeah. Feel free to slash him in the ankles. Let's roll go here. for those Achilles. Oh, don't make my ankles feel weird. So, <laughs> roll the hit. And then, yeah. Roll the hit plus whatever you're using, your short sword or your dagger. So... God damn. So I'm using... I'm going to use my dagger because it's small. So 6-6 six, six is 12. So, uh, yes, yeah. it does. Okay. Oh, wait, sorry. What did you say? 12 to hit? Yeah. No, you just me. As you go to... Like, you're like, excellent. I'll get this dude. He'll fall over. It'll be a whole thing. You hit it, and the leather of his boot just catches it, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> and you realise, like, as he steps down, he turns, and you guys just lock eyes in the bleachers, but right now he doesn't give a fuck about you. So he's going to continue to walk. There's a problem here. So, fun fact. This particular stat block I have, he has a thing called poor depth perception, where if he makes ranged attacks, he has to do it at a disadvantage, because he's got one eye. <laughs> huh. He really wants to throw a dagger at zero. Fuck it. Put a pretty bow on it. I, I have that many d20s, I can't get to it. Fuck. Okay. Oh. <laughs> He's the dirt in front of you. Oh, And he's just here and he's gone. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally like, what she going to do? She goes, Jesus Christ. 
Can't believe that fucking missed. Um, he's gonna pull out. He's gonna pull out one more and try again and just see if he can do it. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, thirty plus five. That's yeah. gonna hit. Ah, uh, it's a dagger. Okay. You get four. <laughs> I mean, I don't want it anyways, but you know. All right, that's that's his turn. He can't, he can't do anything else. He's blind as a bat and fucking threw a dagger. Okay, cool. I I fucked up when I did this map. Like when I organized this fight. Um, this guy. Fuck, what's he gonna do? Makes that sound. Basically, <laughs> everything. He's, he just got daggers, man. Why do you have daggers? I need things to collect after this. Maybe like a walking dagger shop. This yeah. guy's gonna run, and this guy's gonna run, and he's just gonna. No, I don't think you go in zero. I think you go for Dario because from where they are, they couldn't see you. They could only see him. I think that's fair. We're gonna do that. Um, but yeah, I can already tell you, none of these are gonna hit. I can feel it in my fucking bones, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> so I, I'm assuming Liam has gone to the bathroom. But you guys watch as like two daggers, dagger, dagger, <laughs> just off the side <laughs> of his pauldrons, and it's just. <laughs> like he's just, it's like basically like an iron ninja turtle walking through this room. He's so cocked up. Voyage, I'm so sorry. You're just sitting there waiting. I feel so bad. It's um, not your fault. It's his. <laughs> oh, are you in jail? Yeah, he's in jail. I gotta bring some dice jails. It's the time. opal light. The, ro the rock hates you, G. <laughs> no, no. It only does this in combat. Ah, I see. And this... It's now this one's turn. I think, well, they can't really get to Zeph because Zeph's there. No, Google there. Also going to make an attempt at Dario, I guess. So, two daggers just bounced off your armor like nothing because oh. your AC is way too high. I did ask you about that. And another two just. <laughs> yeah. bounced, like, but, but on your back, You're though. You're funny, human. So I was like, they're watching you trying to, like, smote their friends, and it's just like, nothing's happening. It's not good. Um, ding, 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 And, oh, I forgot to get this guy. This fella here. He's also going to attempt. Um, I don't know. He's not really that fucking off his chops either. Pulls out, like, a kind of like a... It's like a bowie knife. It's just bigger than a bowie knife, but smaller than a sword. It's like a weird... Weird kind of thing. Uh, no. Why would they? Of course not. <laughs> Shit. Voyage is your turn. What do you want to do? Help me. I've got a question first. Is he blinded? This is exactly right how eye? the first combat went in our session zero. Uh, right eye or left eye? Right eye. Cool. So I'm oh, going to Hail nice. of Thorns first. Cool. Yep. Um, so I can't remember how to click open the thing to read what the spell do. But uh, you should just click more. click the spell name and it will come up. I'm yeah, gonna check you. for you. I'm gonna check right now. That they're, yes. they're beautiful. 
Didn't, didn't be it. Cool, okay. And then, bows out. And Make him an attack at this poor woman who clearly, fairly won this fight. This is bullshit. We don't like cheaters. No. Plus, you bet money on this woman. <laughs> How are you supposed to get that back if she's dead? And he can't see me because I'm on his right. No, yeah, that's fair. I shouldn't have pointed it out. Uh, I'll let you make that first attack with advantage. I think that's fair. Cool. Oh, the little baby dies. Not like advantage does anything for me because my dice hate me today. Would you like to borrow a set of mine? <laughs> yeah, I'll take you up on that this time. Yeah, for sure. Do you want some? What do you want? Do you have any? Whatever's going. <laughs> take your pick. <laughs> I love that. Uh, roll your second attack, though. You do get a second attack. Oh, no. <laughs> Hang on. Twelve. And... Second attack. Yeah. Fourteen. Both miss, unfortunately. Tragedy. Arrows just arrows just fly wide and uh, stick into the wall around here. The announcer is definitely um, hit the deck by this point. She's doing her a lot. Um, just to see, you know, let this play out. Um, but he takes notice of the two white fletching arrows that fly past his face and it's just like when he turns he's gonna do his best to make it seem like he missed on purpose <laughs> yeah that was just warning shots yeah yeah they were warning shots <laughs> yeah. hey fucko <laughs> that's what I'm getting from this yeah, yeah look man I don't know what to do. No. <laughs> but back to the top of the initiative. Uh, that is going to be zero. But in the meantime, because the crowd kind of act independently to the fight that's going on, you do watch as the Dwarven Bookie. One, two, three. They've got 25 moon for a dwarf from memory. 25? Well, a halfling's 25, so I play it fully similar. Well, if he dashes, it's going to be 50. So he makes it up the stairs and disappears. Nice. So he is gone. But that is going to be zero. Your turn. All right. Lovely. I like having another DM. <laughs> really help me. Um, I'm going to take my first shot at old mate. Um, big, big, big meaty boy. Sledgehammer, yep. Yep. Um, that is... Call him by what he does, not what he is. That's the one. Ooh. That is only a... Oh, wait a minute. 16 to hit? Yes. 16 Excellent. Hit. Okay. Um... That is... Oh wait, no, what am I doing? I fucking hate your other class, Liam, you brick. <laughs> it's pretty it's nifty, like, eh? It's great. It's fucking stupid, actually. Ooh! That is... Uh, 17 damage. <laughs> on on oh, Sledgehammer? Oh. Holy yes. shit, was that, that was the pistol, right? Yeah. I rolled two sevens. The white beard with the red, it's like a target? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was... That, like, that one... You pull the gun up, and instead of like, because your revolver's a dual action, you can squeeze the trigger or you can cock the hammer for an easier pull. Considering the left gun's gone, you've just gone back to how you originally taught yourself, and you just fan it, and it goes up, and you hit the dagger and wedge it out, and it just becomes a gaping fucking wound, and it just blood away. And he's looking woozy. He's still up, but he's not looking good. That's definitely very bad. Damn, she's going for a second shot then. 
that is 18 to hit. Yes. Yeah, okay. That is, what have we got? 13, 16 damage. Jesus! Yeah, this dude's not looking good. Uh, definitely uh, knocking at the devil's door, that's for damn sure. Um, and she will, just for the last part, yep. she will just shuffle into the entrance of the cage, so she's not out in the open, but can still have, like, a good sweep of what's happening upstairs. Absolutely. So your view, basically, <laughs> everyone that's here. So you and like, above me? Yeah. Uh, you can see these guys above you through the grate, for sure. Excellent. But the only problem is you can't see anyone here, because no. they're on the stone. That's fine. Excellent. Um, that's the end of my turn. That sounds good. Um... <laughs> That's going to be Hugel with Zeph on deck. The battlefield has changed immensely in the last so, six seconds. If I was to move back here, would I be able to use my bonus action to try and steal some shit? Georgie. <laughs> yes. So he's going to try and swipe. Michael, we didn't say nothing you. about fucking robbery. That is the sixteenth person. He's noticed that the dwarf's gone, and he's like, "Well, I'm not getting my money back for that bet." Swipes whatever he can from the top. I'm going to give you to make you roll a slider hand check. What I will get you to do is um roll me a d20, a d10, and a d4. <laughs> you remember this from the first campaign? Yeah. Work smart, yeah. not D4 harder. D4 is a one. There. Yep. D20 is a three, and the d10 is okay. a four. Okay, so one piece of gold, four pieces of silver, ten pieces of... Uh, from copper. Uh, yes. So, ten copper, and what was it? Three. Uh, one one gold, four silver, ten copper. Beautiful. Yeah. And then with his action, he'll cast <laughs> Entangle on this section here. Fuck, how big's Entangle? Um, Big enough. Area <laughs> is 90 feet. Oh. No, sorry, that's range. Area is 20 oh, feet. Like, that's, like, that's the entire <laughs> fucking cage. Uh, 20 feet. Put it a standstill. I, I want to get... Uh, and I'm going to tr- assume I can do it on this plane, so it's not going to affect her underneath. Well, we were like this, right? Uh, these are the Arknight spellings. If I'm... That's... That's 10. So 20. <laughs> yeah, dude. So everything inside that has to make a strength saving throw. Or 14. Otherwise they are unable to move. Fucking hell. Uh, book. 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 Do any of these guys... No, of course not. Oh, uh, maybe him? Yeah, we'll see. So we're going to say, uh, red, one eye. So, 14 you say? Yes. Green cloak saves, these two fail. Sweet, so I'll try and cast it so it's sort of there just in the end of the radius. Oh yeah, for sure, because it's landing here, Zero is unaffected, even being under the yeah. cage. So you're you're completely out of room, but you're able to get these guys for sure. So uh, this guy's discounts that have like a purple glow just start cracking up through all of the edges and out of the dirt from the Hell sides. Yeah, and just dude. grab onto anyone who failed. Oh like Zero, you watch as like the grate above you instantly gets dark. The torchlight stuff just all these vines weave through the grating and begin to get pulled taut. And you feel the metal bend. Like, you can feel in the earth the metal bends. Some of the bricks come out of the wall as it comes out. And, yeah, these guys are stuck and she's free to move around. So but that yeah. undoes my bane on this guy as well. That's 
a-okay you don't have realized um did he attack since you cast bane last i probably should have lost <clears> a d4 from that um shit all good no he escaped oh he did escape yes. he didn't attack okay cool then we're all good then um anything else you want to do you still got movement um <laughs> i run away i'm gonna come over i only have 25 movement so i want one two three yep. hitting over towards voyage my oh, one wow. ally in this situation. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Zeph, that's gonna be you. Alright. So, red cloak. Oh, God, again? Yeah. Hey. I want your jacket, G. <laughs> <laughs> I like the colour. <laughs> Alright. I need um, some colour in my life. As well, everything that's pretty much from here back is difficult terrain for anyone to move through. Now. And what you, are they restrained or incapacitated? They're restrained. Okay, so that just means they can't move. Yeah, okay, cool. So I'm gonna come out from underneath the bleachers and just get all up. Crawl his, out. <laughs> yeah, just get all up in his face. Yeah, sure. He knows I'm there, so there's no point in hiding now. Uh, yeah, go for it. And I'm gonna use my short sword this time. Ooh, spicy. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> Thinking oh. about the seven, then I was all like, "Fucking!" <laughs> it was like, "No, stick to the daggers, bitch." Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh God! Do you get one attack per turn or two? Um, As a rogue level five. Let me have a look. God, this is intense. <laughs> I don't think so. Your um, if you go to your actions bar, it'll tell you in the at the very top, just under where all your tabs are under actions. So I'll go actions, then attacks per action. No, I only get one. So that's a definite miss. I'm just like, you just keep slipping like butter, mate. You tell me. Yeah, you find as you. I'm a little fat. I'm Just do it like. Stop <laughs> body body rolls. His <laughs> legs are tied up in vines, but he's still dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I think that's what helps him dance. No, I, I think my foot gets caught on the bleachers and it's. <laughs> oh, shit. And like, he's like just missing. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but that's you, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay, lovely. Um, next is going to be the sledgehammer dude, and... How is he's he still alive? <laughs> Not looking well. Um, he's going to attempt to go for Daria. Because yeah. you're, you're right there, so... The vice suck of them. What? Like, he's like, I don't speak Russian, man. <laughs> Cocked. Okay. Alright, so... Um, oh, wait. They all miss. 14 plus 5. 19. Fuck! Don't you shake your head at me? <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, so as he swings. 15 doesn't. Nah, bro, my AC. Huge <laughs> hammer comes down, and just with a shield, you're like, get fucked. You <laughs> <laughs> just don't care at all. And it's like, you when, when you just bat, like, it's a stone hammer with a tree root handle. And you just out of the way. He looks very frightened. Like he's never met a person as strong as he is. So now you've just gone. I'm an armored turtle. G, what's up? Like, like he's not feeling good about it. Um, that's you. You answer this. Answer this foe's attack on you, good sir. My friend, your technique needs much work. <laughs> not the strength. It's the technique. And I'm a. Well, I got a knife. Sorry. My. 
parchment delivery device. <laughs> Roll your attacks, Liam. <laughs> Roll the attacks, please. Right. Yeah, you're over. Oh, you're over. Sorry, bro. Come on, Uh, That's a memory card. Memory card. About this. It's all good. Okay, we're about this. My big head was in the way. Um, yeah, so that's a 19 to hit. Yes. Ah! <laughs> uh, finally, do some fucking damage. Um, do it, Liam. Do it. Yeah, do it, Daria. <laughs> do it for your family. Do, do it for sister! <gasps> on, on record, memory card changing. Yeah, we oh, love yeah, it. For the record, guys. Oh, do I want to? No, I will hit him with the sword. Uh, so... Where is it? You're good. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting distracted. It's very hard to focus on multiple things at once. I know, D8. D8 plus whatever your yeah, add-on is. Uh, that's right. Uh, that's a D4. For D8. Diamond, yep. There we go. That is a 6 plus the 2. Yeah, so there you go. That's... Oh, there's your 8. And then um, I'm going with the Divine yep. Smite as well, but this time I'm going to increase this. How hurt is this guy? I'll say off off the first sword swing, barely holding on. Oh, my man is not Fittest oh, strand of life. I have two attacks as well. Oops. That one didn't make it. It's the first what one. What was it? That was a four. So <laughs> yeah. Four plus what? Uh, five, so nine. Okay, that one didn't miss. No. But no. I will... Um, I will allow you to whack your smite onto the first thing if you want to. Yeah. And that's the D8s, right? Yeah. 3D8. My man is not having a good time. Uh, so that's 11. Plus the... Daria. 8 there. Slaughter your prey. Oh, shit. I just... I... <laughs> Back fiend, but no. Do you want to have some flavor on it? Or would oh, you like no. me to take the reins for you? Yeah, you, I mean... What, he just like turned to me and tried to, oh, that's right, he tried to fucking smack me and I just, oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. all good, man. Yeah, and I batter away his big old hammer thing and I'm just going to take my sword. And you can see the radiant flame coming out and he's like, yeah, my friend, technique. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> just cut through him like butter. The last thing this brute hears is someone chastising his ability to swing a hammer as his head is separated from his body. But his neck is so thick that even with your full swing, the fatty, like, traps just hold his head in place and it just dangles off and he goes Silly down. headless Nick! <laughs> He's out. He's gone. First one felled. First quarry felled. What else would you like to do? You start the, your movement and any bonus actions. I don't have a bonus action. Um... What about who I've got around me that like you've that got potential his, um, friends? His potential small, friends. You've got his small friend with you. They are oh unarmed fellow. If I try and bounce away from him, he can... He'll get an opportunity attack, but... <laughs> will, <laughs> will, will he really? Will he, really, will he, really, will he really worried about he'll that? He'll have an opportunity that um, he'll be denied. Bonus action, what can I do? You'll have a chance to walk through the door, but you'll be denied entry on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I? I've already taken my action to attack it. I can't just like try and throw it. It's a, a throw is not a bonus action, correct? No, it's not. That's an action. It's an, you take an attack action to attempt to shove somebody. If I was to starlight step away from him, would he get an attack of opportunity? No, because you're teleporting. You're, you're so leaving dude. his threatened area Bro, instantaneously. You get like three so a day. fucking insane. Yeah, it's three. So you use one of Bamf out? Um, I need to assess where he could go to next. You've got, you've got 30 feet, right? <laughs> yeah. 30 feet. So 
um, this side of the ring, that side of the ring, not across or inside. You could go that in. That side is covered in vines. Yeah. yeah. So basically up to here. I'm going to assess the situation and try and figure out who is the most injured person in the immediate vicinity. Um, you know for a fact in the immediate vicinity, it is Zero down in the grave who's currently leaning, clutching her ribs, a bit of blood coming out of her mouth, not looking good. Heaving. Heaving. I'm going to, uh, yeah, Starlight step to her, yep. next to her. And, like, good job. And I end my turn, because I can't actually do anything. Sorry, I cannot help you. I'm sorry. I've already attacked. I can't heal. All right. She was like apparated before, and she's like, "Привет." <laughs> Jesus. Um, next is gonna be that dude. Uh, he's gonna make an attempt to hit Zef because you're asking to get stabbed. Do it. Ah. You're so lucky I don't count ones that roll out of the tray because that was a nat 20. You are so lucky. Uh, but it is going to be a uh, 22 to hit. Yes. And I know the 8's not going to hit. Um, it's 1d. Ten points. Wait. No, I lied. It was a d8 because he used it one-handed. You're lucky. Uh... Four points of damage. <laughs> we love that. It must be nice. <laughs> it must be nice. Oh, it's very nice. Look at it. But he brings out quickly brings out a scimitar, like a like a sweet motion because he can't move. His legs are stuck, and just kind of catches you across the collar, and it stings for a, a quick moment. But you are able to ready yourself back out, ready to go. But that's it. You got two two attacks. Is all you can do. Um, next is going to be this guy. So, let's just break this down for a second. In the span of six seconds, he watched his friend climb up, oh. dagger in the neck, get his head decapitated, and then the guy that killed him bamfed out, and now he's just left on his lonesome. Bro, I would fucking leave. Like, yeah, I would just go. <laughs> he's that white furry, like, creature in the meme that's all like... It's been, like, six <laughs> seconds, and everyone has just got fucking cock smoke. All right, no. you know, that's a fair point. So what we're going to do is I'm going to roll this dice. Anything 10 or down, he's going to gap. Anything 11 and up, he's going to stay. Ain't enough money in the world. <laughs> he's staying. He's staying. What is that? 19. 19. My, glasses oh, my boy's like, ah, I can fight you. Okay, lovely. So what, in that case, what he's going to do? I always leave up the table rolls. Um, what he's going to do is... Fuck me. What's he, what is he going to do? You all just dipped... Um, I think he he watched you go, so I think he's just gonna make an attempt to throw two daggers at you, Daria. Um, <laughs> bruh, Daria, not Daria. No, Daria. Daria, it's hard, man. Come it's on now. He'll, he'll he'll get he'll get it eventually. Just, well, guess what? You're lucky. They both missed. <laughs> Shut up. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Just another like zero. You're watching him like trying to like conjure this magic. How he's just. <laughs> like, huh? like no one's acknowledging oh, the fact that man. daggers are flying and nothing's happening. Like they just <laughs> human dating there, like sort of just like <laughs> circling her <laughs> <a> pistols <laughs> in the air, watching these like daggers ping off of him. Like you know Thanks. that meme of that big cartoon guy covered in armor, protecting the level one player, and he's like yeah. got arrows in his back. It's basically that right now. Um, next is gonna be the two. This guy can't do anything because he's stuck and he's he can't throw at who he wants to hit, which is you or Daria, because you're both right there. This one is going to go. Hmm. You can only move half 
distance. I know. That's the problem. I should really want to get in a combat with Zef. She doesn't... No, not really. I think... No, they're just going to hang tight. They're like, really, it's safer for them to stay there than it is to move. Um, yeah, that's all of them. Okay, cool. Immediately, what happens is rumbling. Heavy rumbling. <laughs> and then you guys see the hatch of the stairs fly open. And immediately, the room starts piling in with about... 20 more dudes as the people from the bar led by the dwarf bookie that gapped it have fled down the stairs to try and stop the fight happening um and it instantly becomes a cacophony of shouting screaming at one point a beer bottle flies and hits one of the patrons on the stands that weren't involved with the fight <laughs> so it's, it's like that um, like the colonel getting hit in the water boy yeah like it's um it's not ideal but basically what that means is we're going to get to the end of this initiative and then it becomes a talking scenario. Mm. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. basically the fight's going to die down in the next 12 seconds and then we'll see what happens. Um, but that is going to go back to Voyage. My greatness. I'm going to do my damn best. <laughs> call, the, call the dog. <laughs> do it. Do so, each square. 15 feet. No, five feet. Five. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the that right was... number in the wrong order. Sorry. Uh, cool. I'm just going to... Please forgive me if I'm blocking line of sight of Don't anything. Don't worry about me. Everything blocks line of sight for that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be courteous of this clear height disadvantage. I'm pretty sure as a halfling, I can move under people anyway. As a lotus and halfling, you can use um, your friends as cover. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Can't shoot into melee combat. That's a risk. So please murder the red one. Yeah. <laughs> Kill that dude! Okay. I've still got the Hail of Thorns. I actually looked that up. Hail of Thorns works once after you cast it. You have concentration up to a minute to call it in. Right. So, but, but because I fired off the arrows before you I did. missed. You did. I'm going to allow you to pick it now if they land. Because Hail of Thorns is really shitty for raw. Rules is written, it doesn't make sense. People say it goes on every attack, but Jeremy Crawford on Twitter says that it only applies once. But I'm going to make it, it only makes sense that an arrow exploding into shards would only make sense if it lands. Yes. To me, right? Jeremy Crawford, Jeremy Crawford helped write the rules for 5e. <laughs> he doesn't he, That's shit. the part of, the, as, um, as Brendan Lee Mulligan says, that's the part of the rule book that's on Twitter. So, like, Love that. yeah. Good time. I'm aiming for the two. I've got two attacks this round. So you basically just split the arrows? Yeah, Tight. that's what I'm aiming for. Tight. These are both 20s, dirty 20s. I have a plus eight. Jesus. Oh um, my god. I feel like I'm the only one that didn't let me in back. I don't know how many ways I can say yes. My signal is a broken subclass. So the first one due to Hail of Thorns. Okay, so which one do you want first? Do you want the male or the female? The one that can move. Female. Green cloak. Yep. With Hail of Thorns. Yes. Oh my god. Can I just quickly map? Oh, do you want me to... What do we quickly got? map. Nine. We call that quick map. Quick map. And seven. Some quick map. Quick map. There's so little. They're adorable. Plus three. Plus three, 25. 
25 on the first one. Fucking hell, dude. Um, mind you, 1d6 of that is acid damage. What, does acid have any other attributes that I don't know about? I'm melting. No, I, mean, I think that's... Weaknesses yeah, I think only if they're vulnerable to things, yeah. yeah. Um... Unfortunately, the acid isn't going to do much as far as different damage because they are just a cute. Wait, you do watch it singes the entire side of her face. That's like, what I was after. Yeah, like like <laughs> the arrow, rare. and it's like it's like long like for you because you've got more like traditional like proper long distance hunting arrows, even for your old bow because that's what your dad's taught you. And it's like Avatar, like when a human gets shot with like one of those like the nut v arrows oh, where they're yeah, fucking yeah. long and thin, it's, it's and like it a makes up. And it's a fucking thud and like lands her dead in the fucking like just above the tip and it fucking like it's a meaty thwack, right? Gnarly. And she's like ah. The arrow then explodes, the shards go up anime missile style and come back down, scrape her face to all high hell, and then just for an added insult, the tip of the arrow just explodes and acid just shears up her face and just busts that side of her face. So it's and she shrieks shrieks in pain it she went from being top of her game to extremely fucked up in a single arrow you saw her all the damage on the second arrow yeah yeah on the other guy who's oh, being I, held I, still unfortunately it doesn't do anything it just makes them something yeah. removing but go for it uh, look i like to think it means they can't dodge makes me feel good inside so that's 11. 14. uh again d6 of acid damage Yep. So 14 in total? Yep. Uh, also, really fucking hurt. Um, that one you see, because you have to pass it through, like thread it through the gap of the chain, it slips under the chain and you fucking just meet him right in the shin. And Zero, you've been in situations enough where you've heard a bone get eviscerated. Uh, that bone's just gone. And I dare say, anyone who's in this area right now, you watch... Uh, his ankle just does this and just like a lawn chair yeah literally folds up like a cheap pretzel on a Wednesday like just fucking and he is screaming for high help I'm gonna say just because that was just it's just such a cool turn that I'm just gonna make him go on his ass because I think that's fucking cool fuck the rules I make the rules cool excellent um yeah that really sucked man what else you got (laughs) um I use 10 feet of Yep. Um, technically, I could have still had my bonus action. Yes. This frightens I thought it. This frightens me. You're all really good at this game, and it sucks. No, it doesn't. We're going to suffer some serious enemies in the next few games. You saw... I rolled a four for initiative. Like, are you sure? (laughs) But you can't control your luck. You can control how much you know about this game, but, like, some of the rolls are just fucked. So, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. I like... And I did the thing where it's like, you know, I've got to make sure it's all all legit, and it's like, trying to make it fair, and it's just like, fuck. Well, you're first... Your All first right. one always goes like this, and then the second one you just fucking pump up. <laughs> you know, it'll even out. Watch me die next episode. <laughs> Bonus action, recast, but have Hail of Thorns prepared. Excellent. So you watch, uh, so like that weird scintillating miasma of energy, scintilla- like just pulses on your drawing arm on the bow. 
ready to go. But that, by the end of initiative, by this point, the crowd has swarmed in and the entire room is filled with like another 20 individuals that instantly start manhandling everybody. So we are out of combat and everything's good to go. I'm just going to sit my ass down. Oh, stand up, hold on. So, oh yes, cut that back. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Professionals. Professionals. There we go. The bar is filled with bodies. Cast invisibility. (laughs) So you're invisible straight away. Yeah. Okay. So damn, this guy got a good idea. I also cast invisibility. (laughs) 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 Okay. So immediately, Hugo, you're gone. Daria, you watch this um, female elf. Gone. Daria's just watching people just vanish. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. friend. The room Where did is, my little friend go? I also hide. Goodbye. Roll, roll uh, stealth. I would say you can roll stealth with advantage because there's so many bodies in here that there's a lot of things going on. I couldn't explain. <laughs> yeah, the answer is like, okay. So roll, advantage no, is roll again. Roll again, take your time. So 12 plus 9. There you go. <sighs> 21. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You uh, slink back into the bleachers again. And watch as the room just gets filled with bodies. As a kerfuffle happens, immediately you realize that there's this weird divide where the patrons are like segmenting themselves between. They can't get through the the, the brambles that have grown into the floor, <laughs> but they're trying to segment themselves between the group. And you see the dwarven bookie walks in and just goes, "Easy, easy. We don't fight here. Well, we fight, but we don't fight like this. No death. You're." Already- Killed the big guy. Please, just go upstairs. We'll, we don't we don't want council soldiers coming down and getting rid of this, okay? We don't do a lot here for fun. Who are you Please. talking to? They're all invisible. I'm the only one... He's shouting at everybody. Oh, okay. Everybody. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Daria's just like... I didn't even do nothing, man. Like, I was just fucking... Yeah. Immediately, so what happens is I would like anyone who's making an attempt to hear what's going on, this can be those who are invisible as well if you're not doing anything immediately, get out of the room, uh, to make perception for hearing, please. Does that include me? Or you can if you like. No, I'm saying you can choose to if you want to. If you think you'd be listening or trying to glean what's going on. Okay. Yep. 23. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So from my understanding of it, I was in the cage. You've just fucking vanished. You've just vanished. You have also vanished. You were still there, and there's like thirty guys just looking. There's like, like there's thirty whole ass dudes. Yuri shouldn't have moved. <laughs> I should have stayed at the pub. Should have stayed at the pub. Um, Friends, uh, who got who got over fifteen? Twenty five. Oh, yeah. What? Shit. Um, you guys immediately hear in this circumstance there's a lot of cross chatter because I'm not going to do 101 voices there's a lot of cross chatter where these guys are known to the village but they they come in and out they are ne'er-do-wells and bandits Mm. um, that have travelled in for a night to stop off because they're going north 
and they knew Kulgar, the Crusher, and have you've obviously um, fucked with their bets because you know he was going to be a surefire thing as the big orc dude. But the big orc dude kind of just wins because he's the biggest, not because he's actually the strongest. So this elven woman coming in and then crushing his windpipe and knocking him unconscious um, didn't sit well with them. That's what you gleaned from that, just hearing him passing by. But they help the um, the gentleman with the uh, wacky wavy uh, ankle. Uh, <laughs> 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 they um, they help carry him out, but they are told to leave specifically. But the dwarven bookie does come to you, Daria, mm. out of everyone, as you find yourself back up on the top level. Yeah. And he goes, Friend. Uh, listen, fella, compadre, I take it by this, taps your armor, that you're not just some traveling adventurer. Oh. No, I am soldier. Here for. I'm waiting for. I'm just waiting for a mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find he look. He goes back and he's like, "Yes, I do remember the um the squadron that came through. You were part of that group. I didn't realize. Neither look, did I. Neither did I. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> look." We kind of got a good thing going here. We don't have a lot going on. So maybe if you just have to hit your head and forget, we can make all this go away. And if he pats a little coin patch on his hip. I was going to say, do I have a... Friend. Are you a good man? I see nothing. Just men being men. And women being men. <laughs> you just like feel an invisible like Did you attack G come out of Um and you finally goes Good I'm glad. Mm. Tell you what. Because you were kind enough to just happen to be looking out the window when this unfortunate this man fell and broke his ankle. Look oh, at the birdie. No. I know, I know. Birds under here. Underground birds. Crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Underground birds. <laughs> windows crazy. here. They, they dig into the soil. It's a whole thing. <laughs> you, yeah, he's done this before. Um, he goes, look, you and the the other ones that were kind of getting, you know, you go stay in room. Don't worry about paying. Just yeah. be gone by the morning. Yes? Okay. That's only supposed to wait eight hours. Which so, is basically a long rest in the yeah. morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, that's fine with me. I'll go do that. My accent is all over the shop. It's okay. okay. So I'm fine. I'm waiting there. I'm getting there. Um, so, yeah, basically he's tasked you with finding these other four individuals to... Oh, whoa, whoa. Friend. Dias. Not very observant. I have no idea where they're going. Uh, friend. People I just fought with. Boy, is very obviously just standing there with a bow out. <laughs> oh, other than you, yeah, other than Voyager, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's been visible this you whole I mean, time. Okay, so the other three, the other three. What do you guys want to do? Voyage. Oh, I don't even know your name. No. Nah. You're just a fucking per- like you're just there. Okay. Um. I'm gonna stay invisible, but just sort of creep along behind, stick with Voyage. Ooh, I got a good idea. I can detect good and evil, right? If I was to detect that, could I detect detect good and evil picks up particular creatures? I'll, I'll let you know right now. It's not going to do anything. Okay, I'll just wait. I'll 
um, sort of like from like just behind you, you hear um, uh, Zero speak. Are you a part of the fucking council? Maybe. <laughs> and then it's kind of like you always hear like a. <sighs> <laughs> That's the sound of disappearance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But you, you were behind him invisible. You heard that whole interaction mm. about getting the rooms and stuff. So what you do with that information... Yeah, you heard that I'm like on you. board with being like, you know, kind of... I know. <laughs> What's everyone else doing? I've already snuck a snuck up the stairs. Somewhere. So you're basically just in the bar oh hanging tight. Make a perception check for me because I want to see if you caught any of that on the way out. is 18. Yep, definitely. You would have heard that kind of slippery on the way out, but you know you need to find her specifically. So that needs to happen. But the evening is late, and you find after that whole deal, the tavern definitely begins to die out and people are leaving. There somehow are still like three guys just smacking back beers, right? Like into the, into the late PM. So it's like they're probably going to be here up until they wake up tomorrow so you guys have basically been given freedom to like what do you want to do right now because basically it's like you can stay here for those i was like everyone was there to hear that interaction between dadia mm. and the bookie mm. you stay here or you leave i'm gonna wait for yuri <laughs> so you take the rooms yeah. right as soon as he, i sit start. exactly where he told me not to move from right? <laughs> as soon as dario says thing i just appear in front of him from being invisible <laughs> hello friend so you've got my free room uh-huh yeah that's what the dwarf said that's correct yeah <laughs> come on friend we go stay together voyage you can meet finally seeing the little guy again no idea where that guy went but there he is <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. yeah free room is this your friend yes. hey friend friend we're all friends let's go you meet my friend Ivan I like this guy. Yeah. yeah. I like this guy too. Ivan's a good man. <laughs> Who's Ivan? <laughs> Yuri, Yuri. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ivan, my long lost cousin. Yuri, come back soon. Yeah, okay. Yuri, Ivan, Ivan. Yeah. That's yeah. no, okay. What's your name? My name oh. is also Ivan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very popular name where I'm from. Very popular. Okay, so you guys jut uh, <laughs> up and you have access to, generally all the rooms are double bunked. Two beds, people can sleep in there, but obviously if you guys want to hang out in the same room, especially considering Hugo's quite small, you're more than welcome to do so, especially if you want to keep together. But it is entirely Cuddle up to buddies! You. <laughs> I don't know why I asked. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, the, um, so the tiefling, the elf, and the halfling all cram into one room and kind of uh, just have their own little chit-chat party hard moment while we... Coming in Yes, beautiful. Yeah, there's. I feel like there's like there's like weird like magical light coming out from under the door, and some people are like, "What the fuck is going on?" But we're gonna cut to Zeph and Zero specifically. Where are you off to? And Zeph, how are you attempting to find her? Um, oh. <laughs> um, Zero is just with her invisible. She just goes upstairs, then goes to the bar upstairs, takes away the invisibility. Um, so you're back on the primary yeah. floor of the tavern, yeah. yep. And she's staying there, no more invisibility, and she's talking to the barkeep about which room she can take, because I was told there was going to be a free room for me, and as you can see, I need to get to it now. 
upstairs, last three doors at the end. You know, it's like one hallway. So it's like, you know, when he says the last ones at the end, it's like, here's the stairs, these three right there. All right. Thank you. And then she just immediately hightails it up to the rooms. Lovely. You hightail that up to clean yourself off and try and break down. Zeph, what are you doing? I would have stayed quite close to the entrance of the downstairs area so I could just see yep. who was passing through. Yep. Um, I would have stayed back a bit and just waited probably about 10, 20 minutes or so until I went upstairs and followed after Zero. Cool. I won't make you roll for the, the hanging back because that kind of makes sense for time in my opinion. Um, but I will make you roll a stealth check getting up the stairs, getting to her room door. Yeah. What's your passive? Uh, Help me. <laughs> uh, passive perception? Yes. 15. Got to be 15. I do not know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you hear a creak outside your door. Two seconds later, the door rips open, gun out, hands immediately out. What are you? What was his name again? Uh, Gosrick. Gosrick. Um, Gosrick sent me. There's gonna be a persuasion check in there somewhere, doesn't it? Or four. To bring me home. Get in, and she like kind of like grabs you by like whatever the like sort of leather chest piece you're wearing, and she like drags you in and like slams the door shut. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> I see the crystal raindrops fall. Um, <laughs> um, and once once you're in, she sits down on the bed and she starts. She's got like her like leather like chest piece off, and she's starting to like bandage up and stuff like that. And she sits back down on her bed and, and continues. Is it really time? Yes. Is he sure? Yes. Positive? Positive. A hundred percent? Thousand percent. Ooh, that's a lot of percents. That very much. Can I have a sleep first? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's mean like <laughs> She's in not in a good state. Like she is bruised to the nines and because she's so pale, it literally looks like she is a beetroot right now. Jesus. So what do you basically like what do you tell her to fuck off? Like how's that? No, like? she literally before she dies, um before she like goes there, she's like, Don't kill me. Oh, like, I'll just, if there's an armchair or something. There's two beds per room, so. She's not sleeping. No. Are you sure? Yeah. If you don't sleep, you will wake up exhausted. I hope you know. I know. Okay. Give me the disadvantage. Then we will. So, okay. Long rest time. I hope. So, yes, but uh, Zeph. You don't, and you yep. need to take a point of exhaustion. I'll yep. say before going to bed as well, Hugo finds that dwarf and is like, pay me hands over oh, his yeah. to get from bed. <laughs> Even though you stole from him. Yep. <laughs> reaches into his pocket and just grabs four copper and gives you another four, co- or four copper. Um, or basically, whatever you put down, you get double. I can't remember what you put down. Anymore. Two. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so you get four copper So I was taking back. off one damage for exhaustion. 
Uh, exhaustion is... Because I've never... I've always been a good person and slept. It's like disadvantage uh, on... Exhaustion is... Everything. Um, when you when you go when you put exhaustion on D and D Beyond, you just click the first one, and it um it should tell you what it is. God, it's been so long since I've had it. Um, exhaustion. Here we go. It's off my list. Disadvantage on saving. Disadvantage throws. on ability checks. Okay. Yeah. So don't try and climb anything, homie. <laughs> Do we all get a long rest? Everyone does except Zef. But with that being said, talk about the, the interesting way. <laughs> Good job. Eventually, it gets to the point where everyone feels tired. And it's unanimously agreed that let's just figure the rest out tomorrow after we've rested. And the evening slowly fades into rest as everyone falls to sleep, falls to sleep, falls asleep, to eventually pass on into the next morning where the next day arises. And what, because I think this is cool, what you don't see is is our drow friend Yuri rides his horse and happens upon something that makes even his greyish skin go wider. But that's where we're going to end our first session. Lovely, lovely, fantastic. Job, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, we have, we like that. Yeah, we that's like cool. that. Cool. Um, Thanks everyone for watching and listening in on our first episode for Tomes and Tales RPG. It's um, it's wild to be back behind the screen. I tried yeah, to is. write as minimal as possible because I know you guys just fucking ruined it every time. But no, it was very good to have everyone back at the table and play. Um, quick round of applause for Seb for making this yeah, incredible battle map. It was fantastic. It looks great. There'll be highlight reels in the footage, which will be great. It was fun to play on. Uh, combat was fantastic. Um, everyone played their characters excellently. I'm so happy to be back at the table again with players that want to tell a cool story. As gruesome and as kind of silly as it got. But hey, it's not going to be silly for long. That's a fact. Right? Mm. Fuckos. Excellent. Um, but we're gonna keep Yeah. <laughs> but as key as Challenge we um, accepted. Cool. You get struck by lightning. No. <laughs> Full plate, double damage. <laughs> but uh before um we uh sign off, did anyone have anything they wanted to plug or add to the end? Anything you want to shout out? An AC guy. It's hot in here. It's hot in Australia. Yeah, it's hot. We're trying, but we did well. It's like slapping me. Anyone want to start doing anything? Oh, yeah, I'll say jump on and check out Seb Makes Up on YouTube where I've made my character. You've got the whole full build of him and the design behind the scenes of how I came up with the character as well as this build. And there are some other builds that we're going to throw together for future. Yeah, buddy! Baby! We love it. Sky, what did you want to fuck? Um, May this year we are starting back up on Dungeons and Nerdettes, um, which uh, Mon also plays in and I DM. And I record it! Very exciting. It's very exciting. I just like sitting in and listening to it. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's always a good time. But yes, no, we um, we have some like weddings and big stuff coming up. So we're just on a, a bit of a break at the moment. But important stuff. Indeed. Marriage is important. And then when it ends, you can <laughs> laugh about it later. Not that I wish that upon anybody. But... <laughs> 
But beginning of May, we will be kicking back into the swing of it and we'll be releasing our um, pre-recorded starter sessions on Spotify as well. Yes. Uh, With that being said, we also hope to eventually get Dungeons & Nerds on here because I like to run games for a multitude of people. So I've got one kind of brewing on there that I think is going to be very cool. Oh, we'd love to see it. Great. <laughs> Excellent. That's the response that I want. Uh, anyone else have anything they want to plug or add on to the end there? Uh, oh, caffeine, no talent. It's in a day, baby! <laughs> you want a just good time where we all just kind of hang out and talk some shit? Or oh, caffeine, no talent on Twitch. Excellent. No schedule. Excellent. Don't ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we go live whenever the fuck I feel like it. <laughs> but with all that being said, thank you for anyone who decided to watch and come along. It's very hot in here. We know the production value is might be a bit wibbly wobbly and shaky, but we are trying our hardest because we just want to tell cool stories. We're gonna perfect and it. We and we will we will perfect it eventually. I might have to I don't know like steal a gas liner or something and then sell it for millions of squid squillions of dollars. <laughs> but we want to just write cool stories. And I've got five of my friends here, my best friends, to tell me how to help tell a cool story. Don't talk up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening uh, and watching if you're here. Um, I don't have a sign off phrase yet, so until then, that's us. Yeah.